Hey, Teamigos. I have a very important question for you. Do you want to see some titties? No, not those titties. I'm talking about titties. That's right. Titties is a loose-leaf tea company that donates 5% of monthly sales to the Breast Cancer Research Foundation to support research and awareness programs. With fun blends like It's Lit Fam, Sips Tea, and Big Yikes, Titties has the breast tea guaranteed. Or you're funny back. If you like to laugh, want to support a great cause, and sip some delicious tea, then you are going to love titties. Plus, listeners of the Team Migos podcast can also get 20% off their first order with promo code TEAMIGOS. So go check out their titties by visiting titties.com, that's T-I-T-T-E-A-S.com, and get your hands on some titties today. Welcome to the Team Egos Podcast. Helping you discover tea is more than a drink, it's a lifestyle. A lot of times I question how tea is more than a beverage in my life. This episode, with its relaxed and nonchalant nature, answers that. This is a collab episode with Matt and Polly of the Pohada Podcast, a show dedicated to diving into the world of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. We dig deep into tea and jiu-jitsu, as well as many other side rants and try drawing a correlation to how jiu-jitsu and tea change lives. Stick around to hear some exciting updates with Fresh Steeps and the Team Eagles podcast. Remember to check out the Pohada podcast and enjoy the show. Vince, welcome to the Pohada podcast. Are we on? We're live? Yeah. We're doing it. You're supposed to welcome Thanks, me to your podcast. Oh, yeah. Matt and Polly. Welcome to the Team Egos podcast. Tea Talk. Tea Talk. We're so, here. Odds are the 12 people that listen to my podcast are more accustomed to it being rando bullshit. So let's talk about tea first. We're going to do... Oh, we're going to do the tea stuff first. Let's talk about tea. All right. Well, what, I mean, what do you got? What, what do you have for me? I got Lipton iced do you tea. Want, do you want... Little packets. Okay. Is that good? No, no. Terrible. Okay. <laughs> that's, 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 uh, <laughs> Give me the basics. No, Teach yeah. Me about it, tea. That's good for like a bath. Honestly, I'm all about the, the tea, like the tea bags for a bath. Like that's, taking a bath in tea? Yeah. Le- legitimately take like five, 10 tea bags, put, like, fill up your bath, put the tea bags in the bath and let it happen. Why? What What's that going to do for me? <sighs> right. That's the, that's the thing is what is it going to do? Uh, the purported benefits is that it's going to make your skin silky smooth, give you the nice, nice glow that people are looking for. Um, have I ever done it? No, that was probably, <laughs> that was probably a question that was going to come up. So, <laughs> so if I buy shitty tea from the grocery store, yeah, use it for bathing, use it for bathing. And so what I do, um, what I do do, I hate saying that what I do partake in is, <laughs> Uh, I use tea bags, like shitty tea bags. I take them, and after I'm done making my shitty cup of tea with it, I like wipe it on my face. <laughs> yeah, you okay? Yeah, it's gonna be one of those things where I'm not entirely sure if he's yeah. fucking with me. No, 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 or, no, no. no. Okay. I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I got a video on it too. Um, uh-huh. just follow me on TikTok, people. Um, no, yeah. yeah you how gotta, how you do take I follow you on TikTok? Fresh steeps. 
for the at fresh steeps at is fresh that how steeps. tiktok works with the at yeah yeah okay. tiktok same same as all social media yeah. um same reason though silky smooth no yeah same same thing so like it's there's something about like the inflammation like if you get like baggy eyes um i've just noticed it it feels really good you take the i typically do it with like a green tea bag and i just legitimately like wipe it like under the close my eyes it kind of feels like cool and refreshing um does it actually do anything no probably not maybe i don't know is it hot uh yeah yeah, it's hot. It's, so it's like you've ever had like a hot towel, like you put that on your face. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's I hate that sensation. Oh, you hate it. Yeah. Well, then you'll hate this. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't mean I won't try it. I'll yeah. try anything twice. I like that twice. First time, yeah, you never know. Second time, you'll know. Can I get a decent tea at, at the grocery store in the coffee aisle? <sighs> Can you get a decent tea in the grocery store? Because a hundred percent of the tea that I've consumed, I think, is probably like. You know your mass marketed, whatever type teas. Yeah, yeah, that's probably. I would argue Tao T A O Tao Tao. I actually don't, I don't know, know if I know. I I can picture the yeah. brand. I don't yeah. know. I can't picture the the quality of the tea. Um, my my thoughts on tea, kind of in general, bagged teas are typically worse in the consideration of sustainability wise. Uses a lot more mm. of uh, just. A lot more material and more packaging and more stuff. packaging yeah, yeah. exactly goes into it. Uh, there's actually a little bit of research that people say there's actually microplastics that you sure. consume with it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so sustainability wise, I try to avoid tea bags. There's also the quality of tea is far worse because the way tea is produced at, at a lot of these farms is they harvest the tea, they process it to a point that is loose leaf. And then a lot of the stems and excess leaves that are not used are ground up and put into bags. So basically you're getting the shitty byproducts of loose leaf, of good quality loose leaf tea in putting the bags. Well, it's all seeds and stems. It's all seeds and stems. <clears throat> exactly. So hmm. that's, that's like kind of my take on like just an overview of bag tea versus loose leaf so i would if you really want to expand your knowledge in tea and expand your experiences go loose leaf start experiencing that where do i go for that well (laughs) (laughs) two two answers give me that answer and then give me another answer though what what answer do you want first i don't know whatever okay well this is uh yeah this could be the this is the right time then um yeah I will actually be, I don't have a date. I don't have a date yet. I'm, I'm working on some logistic back end type things. But Fresh Steeps is going to be launching five new blends. Five blends just new for the world. Like new. unheard of. That's, that's new. Yeah. 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 It's new. Um, but no, I'm, yeah, I'm launching some blends. I got them. I got them here. It's a shame. You don't have uh don't have a video. We got pictures. We'll we got take pi- pictures. Yeah, we'll take some pictures. <laughs> well, yeah, we got them here. Five blends. They're they're all loose leaf, obviously. I try to do my best at organic and fair trade sourcing. Um, and yeah, like basically the, the basis of these five blends, one, they're things that I love to use. Like the, they're the teas that I find myself going to daily, weekly, just like my, my normal go-tos. 
Um, and then two, just they have like a functionality to it. So there's blends for re- relaxation, sleep time, zen time. I call it my zen blend. Then there's stuff like when I'm in the in the mood in the morning to get amped for the day. I call it my warrior's boost. So get it. It's a good pre-workout kind of beverage if you're not into pre-workouts. That's what I like to do is actually use tea as a pre-workout. So that one's a little more caffeinated than the Zen. Yeah, it's got some yerba mate and green tea in it. So yerba mate is not a, I mean, how how deep we want to go into tea? Bring it, brother. All right. I'll cut it out if it's boring. Yeah, yeah, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going to cut out all the teeth stuff. All right, I get it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, I'll send you that version. Yeah, yeah, that'll be on the Team Egos podcast. Just nothing but jujitsu bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But no, the tea stuff, that's... Yeah, so what I was going to say is all tea comes from the same plant, actually. So they're... Really? Yeah, white, green, black, pu'er, oolong, yellow. You'll see kind of all those. All those teas come from the Camellia sinensis plant. Say it again. Camellia sinensis. Oh. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's You also just made up a couple words. You said black, yellow, white. Yep. And then two other things. What were those words? Well, black, yellow, white, green, oolong, and pu'er. Uh-huh. Probably the the ones that you heard. What? What is? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's so, that? so we could break it down a little. Um, mm-hmm. So, a lot of people know what green and black tea are. That's probably like the most common. If you've never heard of tea, you probably know what black and or yeah, black and green are. So, they basically just qualify that. There's a lot of things that go into what qualifies a specific tea into those different categories. The first, oh, I shouldn't say the first, but the biggest difference is the processing. So like it's post-harvest, you harvest the tea leaves. What are you doing with it now? Are you basically just packaging it from there and shipping it out to the customers? Cool. That's probably going to be more of your white teas. So very minimal to zero processing. Or is it going to go through oxidation processes? Is it going to be fermented? Is it going to be, um, yeah, those are pretty much the two things that, that happen roasted. Uh, if so, that turns into now your blacks, your pu'ers, possibly your oolongs. So basically you can, you, you have a scale when it comes to tea. It starts at least oxidized per se, which is white. So you have your white teas down on the, lower end of the scale then you'll go green teas then yellow teas oolong black and pu'er if that makes sense did i lose you you look a little lost Uh, it's my normal face Uh, (laughs) so the oxidizing of it what does that do what does that mean yeah so this is for all the science people out there if you know oxidation um like the rust on my shitty car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's like literally you're adding oxygen to mm-hmm. the, the tea leaf. So it's subjected into oxygen. I mean, there's oxida- oxidation is happening 24-7, 365, like all over the place. So what you're doing is you can halt or you can expedite the oxidation process by what they call bruising, withering. So you take the tea leaves and you can actually like bruise them so like they'll kind of gently like grind them or gently like hit them in in certain ways that opens up the the tea leaf to allow more oxygen 
and it breaks bonds chemically and allows more oxygen. Now, when that happens, as you start to oxidate it more, it reaches more of those darker, bolder teas like the black tea, the pu'er, and the oolong. So that's how you change the the flavor profiles and stuff. So that's how you change the flavor profile. Now, you can also steam tea. You can roast tea. Again, you start getting into the, the nuances. This is like when, if you're super into like green tea specifically, there is a lot of variations within green tea because you you can have a green tea like matcha, super high in caffeine, but you're actually like drinking the powdered tea itself. Whereas now you get like a hojicha, which is <laughs> which is a much lower, almost like zero caffeinated tea that's been a green tea that's been like roasted. So it's like literally been kind of like pan fired. You can do it at home actually, like sure. yourself. You can make it's like, it. like cooking the alcohol off a wine you use to cook almost same kind exactly. of exactly. That's interesting. Exactly. So it's it's super I mean, yeah, to me, super interesting. I that's that's what got me here in this in yeah. this predicament. Predicament in this, this predicament. This future career. This future yeah. career, future yeah. whatever, whatever I'm at, whatever I'm doing. Can tea, so like, I noticed these have a Ziploc. Yeah. Can, if if they weren't Ziploc, if it wasn't like sealed, can it get like stale or old? <laughs> <laughs> nice catch. <laughs> can it get like stale or old? Yeah. Saving the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Tea, so expiration in teas, a kind of a common question. Um, you want me to keep talking during this? Okay. Yeah, expiration in tea is kind of a common question. So... Tea itself won't really go bad ever. Like you, it won't really like expire like a, um, I don't know, like food would in the sense like where it's like going to start like molding and, and getting gross unless it gets like really contaminated with something. Um, but the quality for sure will go down. So typically the recommendations are to like keep tea away from direct sunlight as well as in an airtight sealed container. And that's just because if water starts actually, like there's water in the air, obviously, if that starts touching the tea leaves, it starts just, it creates an oxidation process. It, it kind of goes through those little chemical changes that maybe would make the tea not as pleasurable if you did, if from like the first day you bought it. Yeah. Now that being said, I have tea that's like two years old I still love it. I mean, it's it's delicious to me, and uh, but I mean, you store it pretty well sealed up and whatnot. Yeah, huh? yeah. I have a nice little tea cabinet that's that's stored stored well, and uh, yeah, yeah. So okay, but what's your guys' tea experience? So you telling me you've you've just only had Lipton, and Polly, what about you? Um, now hold on, I've I've purchased little boxes of all kinds of different bag stuff, okay. but the, what I'm gleaning from this is fundamentally they're all roughly the same other than like yeah. flavorings added maybe or something yeah i i would and i say yeah i'm wrong of course there's there's differences like speaking in generalities though but i'll speak in generalities yeah again like i could get detailed but you know fucking zonk out all the <laughs> listeners are gonna be like what the fuck is this jiu-jitsu podcast all of a sudden turned into this tea bizarre or whatever you drink more tea than i do 
Polly. Yeah. Um, I don't drink it. I mean, I drink it weekly, but not every day. What kind of tea? Um, I don't know. There's this place in Tampa that uh, where Sophie goes to school. Yeah. And it's a it's a tea. I forget what it's called. I'll look it up on my phone in a second. Okay. But anyway, um, they have this one blend that I just love. Yeah. And so I brought home a bunch of it. But that's why I was asking if it needs to be sealed. No. Yeah. I've had that's... it for. I mean, going on nine months now. Yeah. So I remember, Paul, you asked me after after class what if there are any good um, tea stores or like for iced tea. Yeah, because I like cold tea also. And I didn't look into that, but (laughs) (laughs) that's fucking sweet. I remember you asked me for a recommendation, and I didn't bother looking into it. But. There's uh, this great new. It's a it's a new brand that's coming out. It's called Fresh Steeps. Um, <laughs> this immunity blend is literally one of my favorites for our, uh, for like cold brewing and like post jujitsu, post workout. Is no caffeine. It's just super fruity. So I'll just I'll let people know what's what's going on in this. Mm-hmm. Call it my immunity. It is a blend of hibiscus, ginger, lemon peel, astragalus root. And elderberries. Thoughts? Uh, that was the one that caught my eye when you first threw those out there. Because of the I, pink? Because of the, the the nice pink color or the? Maybe. Well, I just like started <laughs> read. Well, no, I was reading what, um, like what went into them. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's super super fruity. Got the tartness from the lemon peel and the hibiscus, um, the ginger. Nice tie-in. Probably, I don't know, astragalus root. That was probably one of the weirder ones that I, I said. I call it my immunity blend because I also, like I said, I, I like to do functionality and flavor. Try to make the – because a lot of herbal teas, if you guys have you guys ever tried like true herbs, just like a straight up like herb herbal tea? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm looking – I'm asking you and, I, and in my mind I'm like, Fick, what the fuck are you asking I'm just for? waiting for a moment to say your mother smells of elderberries because <laughs> yeah, right? you, you brought up elderberries and then my brain was like, that's what I think. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. So quick side note just because of that. You are used to do – and I, I don't know. I, I didn't, never got any feedback, so I don't know if I am going to continue doing it. Right now I'm putting a little pause on it, but at the end of my podcast – I would do a Urban Dictionary T word of the day because one day I was just with my girlfriend and the idea came to me. I'm like, I wonder what Urban Dictionary has to say about this word. And it was like Earl Grey or something, something like that. Just some tea related word. And I looked up elderberries and all (laughs) elderberries was just quotes from Monty Python. Just nonstop. so sorry. Well, you don't want you don't want to look up Earl Grey and find out it's like a rusty trombone or something mm. like that. Trust me, there <laughs> are gonna, if people. Yeah. I, I, I there's some words that I wanted to do, but I refuse to say out loud <laughs> <laughs> because, like, if you, for instance, just people search on Urban Dictionary dandelion and uh-huh. thank me or unfollow me or block me <laughs> later, <laughs> whatever you want to do. Well, you just put up a video, like a TikTok type video of two really weird words. Just the other day, is that decoction? The, yes, and infusion. Yeah, the difference. Between yeah, those but those were that was more for factual basis, well, not for, for sure. Not for, yeah, not for comedy. Well, yeah, yeah. So, so those ones, yeah, those are those are different brewing techniques. Sure, sure. On like how to how to brew your herbs. So, a lot of the the 
tougher herbs out there. So if you have like a root or a bark, so like dandelion root or uh, the one I used was dandelion root and sarsaparilla root. Um, or if you have like slippery elm bark, something like that. Those are all different types of herbs that people like to make herbal teas out of. You get those, you do what's called a decoction to get the most out of it nutrient wise and like the health benefits that are purported around those herbs. So that decoction is basically, it's like a long simmer. It's like what you'd do with a, with a good homemade spaghetti sauce. You do it with those herbs. You let you boil them, you let them simmer for like an hour. It really extracts the, the nutrients and everything. What's this? That's, that's the place I was talking about. Tay Bella tea company, sweet banana cream. Mm. Does it taste like a sweet banana cream pie or something like I that? Have some when you try it if you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah sweet like banana it. cream sounds like an Anchorman line. Like great Odin, great <laughs> sweet banana cream, great Odin's raven. Yeah, that's right. I'm a big Anchorman fan as well. The first one. So then, infusion is like a faster version. Infusions go for go best for flowers, um, leaves. It's like the the lighter parts of the plant. So like a dandelion, for for example. You can. That's a completely edible plant. I'm. I'm huge. I, I'm a huge advocate of dandelions. I, I love them. I'm again. Like I was telling you guys earlier, my yard is the is the bane of the neighborhood's existence. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because like I let the dandelions go. My 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 yard's all natural. Um, and so I like harvest the dandelions out of my yard, and from root to flower, I consume the whole thing. And so the flower. Do you have a dog? I don't. Okay. I'm actually watching. Shout out to Lucas and Katrina. They're in Iceland right oh, now. You're watching all 12 of their dogs. I'm watching all 12 of their dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's been wild. No, they, they were good. They were nice. And they only sp- they split them up between me and uh, Lucas's brother. Yeah, you might want to spray a hose in the yard before you harvest your dandelion. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not going to be harvesting anything for the rest of the year. <laughs> After seeing what those dogs do to my yeah, yard. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Congratulations to Lucas and Katrina, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting hitched. I know. Congrats. That's in Iceland, too. Like, well, they got, I got to see some pictures. They're not getting married in Iceland. They got engaged maybe. in Iceland. Yeah, maybe, yeah. Maybe. That's a fair point. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. M3 power couple. Right? Scary, scary humans. What, what, so what, name, say the recovery blend that you got sitting there again? The immunity. Immunity. So immunity. what's, what's it going to do for me? You're leaning in yep. an interest area of mine, like... My I leave M theory after rolling, or after being rolled on. It's a better description. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And I get my pizza and my PBR and a token protein shake. So why that do sounds, I want? Why do I want to take that? That sounds fantastic. I mean, so this is not this is not really recovery. I wouldn't say so. I like it after jujitsu because my body craves sugar after training hard. Sure. I really like so I usually go for a sweet tea. Or um, a kombucha, something like along those lines. A smoothie is perfect because you can add some protein to that as well. But so that's predominantly why I like that. Polly, like I said, Polly was asking me, so I was gonna give my own my own little plug for myself. Yeah, yeah. But um, but what's that gonna do for me? Why, yeah, what, yeah. What, so, what am I, what am so I digging about it? In regards to that, though, so basically, like I was saying, it's got hibiscus, ginger, lemon peel, astragalus root, and elderberries. I, I tried to choose one flavors that blend well together and actually is something that, like I said, I want to enjoy daily and I think people would enjoy. But on top of it, have 
a few studies have been researched, been just historically using, using, that's not a word, used for treating your immune system, <laughs> boosting your immune sure, system, sure, modulating sure, sure. your immune system. Sure, my system's taking on all this stress from two hours of hard training. For what sure. can I throw in there to help me bounce back a little For sure. function-wise? Exactly. Yeah. So like the lemon peel, the ginger, those are kind of known as like immune boosters. So they got like higher vitamins and minerals in it. They help like support the immune system's nor- normal and natural function. The astragalus root, and same with elderberries. Elderberries is actually one of those that has again could be getting into the weeds with this but high flavonoid content and flavonoids have been correlated with uh like the higher flavonoids people hear about like antioxidants and blue and like blueberries same thing with elderberries just sure. a little bit more concentrated sure. um but like the astragalus root is what you would call an immune modulator so it's got this modulating effect in the sense where when you consume it daily or when you consume it over a long period of time, it creates, um, you guys know what hormesis is? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like the, the little bit of stress. Explain it to the, to the audience. They don't know. Yeah. yeah. So it's the basically creating little tiny bits of stress in your system to thus make you stronger that's what working out does that's what jumping in cold lakes does that's what exposing yourself to like extremely hot saunas does same thing you can do it with herbs as well um this astragalus root is again an immune modulator and it can actually create chemically tiny little fissures and stresses in your system that help in the long run because now your body is slowly building up stronger because of this and then it is able to tackle when a real threat comes in so that's that's again the big like i said i kind of tried to do this with all the blends think of like what is why do i use herbs like why 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 do i this is getting into like the hippy dippy shit like why do i partner with herbs that's what like a lot of like the people yeah, yeah, the people in like in like that world, yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. it's not you're not using them, you're partnering, partnering with them. With them yeah. yeah, it's they're, like they're, training partners in jujitsu. Exactly, exactly. You you want to about thirty percent of the about, time. Yeah, I was like, I've my been first a, three roles today were not a partnership at all. I was like, I've been used <laughs> and abused yeah, right. a lot at jujitsu, um, so that might not be the best correlation, but. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's like that's the the hippy dippy part of. Uh, of the hippy dippy thing. Of the hippy dippy uh, thing. I mean, tea is hippy dippy. Yeah, yeah, that's all good. Oh, but I, I, what I'm trying like to to make it cool, you know. So you got combination of flavors because they they're gonna appeal to what you want in the moment. Like you have a sweet tooth after training. Yeah. But it's you got there using things that are pertinent to your body's needs at that time, which yep. is like immune boosting stuff. Yeah. Exactly. I dig it. I like that. You got I other like cool named ones here? He said I do. That. Yeah, let's go through the names. I like Why not? Them. Those are fun names, the ones I heard so far. So so this one here, it's... Uh, I'm going to be honest. Actually, not. this is my least favorite name. I'm still... So I'm open for names. Like, this is... I'm in the beginning process, you know? Yeah, yeah. So this is called Chai Cleanse. You lost me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, have you ever had, like, chai latte, a chai yeah. tea? Yeah. yeah. So Chai Cleanse. So... It's one of those cleansing type 
teas in a blend that actually helps your normal cleansing processes in your body. So whether that's increasing bile production, increasing your liver's function to, uh, after a night of imbibing and drinking. Um, and I I don't do that. Oh, is that, I don't do that. So yeah, yeah, I drink during the day. Insert. I will come up with a cool name for that one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I, I am open for for names on this one. I did just order a shit ton of labels, so I'm <laughs> I am only open for like, or I'm open for it in maybe like four hundred. Well, or yeah. buy it, buy it, and I can go through my labels quicker. Yeah, and then we can come there up with go. better names. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so this one's uh, a puer tea. So I can get into that a little bit more, but puer tea, dandelion root ashwagandha root cinnamon cloves and ginger ashwagandha is like the anxiety thing i know people that take that for anxiety right a lot of people it's like a it's one that's kind of popping off right now yeah at least on social media on tiktok especially a lot of guys are finding it um because people men are saying it can grow your penis you want to hand that to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah that that one's for you matt just in the pocket um which I there's no actual science backing that. I just want people to know that. But there is good science behind ashwagandha and like stress relief as well as it's another modulating type herb. So helps with it's called an adaptogen. You guys know know that? Oh yeah, but explain it for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> see, I see what's happening here. Um, same thing. Same thing as a modulator. Basically, interchangeable words. An adaptogen balances you out where when you have too high of, let's say, like cortisol, that's like going through like through your mind, like at night you're having trouble, trouble sleeping. That's that's actually what ashwagandha is really good at is it helps bring down your cortisol levels. Calming down them stress hormones. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if you have like too low of, I can't think of another hormone, but if you have like too low of something, it helps support that and boost it as well. It's, yeah. Equilibrium. E- yeah. It's an equilibrium yeah. type herb. and. Again, there's actually some good research behind it. I, I can provide sources and all that good stuff if that's what people Blah. care about. But, Blah. nah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so that's... And then, I guess, like I was saying, it's got dandelion root, all about dandelions. Um, that's really good for liver protection, liver function. And in ancient Chinese medicine... Sorry. In ancient Chinese medicine... Pu'er tea is supposedly a hangover cure. So I drink this. I'll take a case. Yeah. <laughs> now I I've, say we test it right now. Right? I, I know, right? Let's uh, let's, let's get a few more yeah. beers. Let's uh or white claws, whatever, whatever. Don't say white claws. People they don't need to know we're drinking People need white to know. claws. We're drinking white claws, right? I I am. I, I'll. I'm drinking a mango. White I claw. finished a mango. Yeah, white and, claw. and Matt finished. It was a like mango 20 minutes ago. What's it's not that, that much. Surly. Are we allowed to say Surly? Yeah. yeah. Are they a paid sponsor? No, not yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking a Surly uh, Mango Supreme. Oh, so, so not far off is, from White Claw. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> this is what three jujitsu men. <laughs> yeah. We talk about tea and sip White Claws. There's a whole whiskey cabinet upstairs and we're all drinking Zima. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would like some, some good whiskey at some point. That's all. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's you, all. You, you just let me know when you're just, ready. I'm almost done with this white claw. So run maybe. upstairs, pour some cheap shit, tell them it's some good shit, and then <laughs> it would work. <laughs> I'm not yeah. a snob when it comes to that. You can't get away with it with tea, but you can get away with it with pretty much anything else. <laughs> we'll do that. Um, but what, was there a question there? 
that I was supposed to answer. <laughs> Did I ask you a question? I don't know. Maybe I, I was talking. Oh no, I was talking about puerity and the hangovers yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Purportedly, it's purportedly help you with that yeah. Stuff. And so that's that's kind of how I made that blend. Is I after rough weekends, um, long nights of drinking, I I drink that kind of like the next day. I do I do my whole fasting and and just drink that that good concoction and it's it's a good approach to it because it's honestly like if i'm going to get into a thing which i do you know i'm one of those people that just endlessly curious and i get all obsessed with a thing and learn as much as i can and go full snob about it if i'm gonna do that i may as well also have like the dual function of at least a purported purpose beyond hey i like the taste of this yeah you know why am i drinking this one at this time well there's theoretically a purpose for it even if it's solidly okay cool then now i know you know yeah so i dig it i dig it a lot cool yeah and and the flavor um obviously chai it's i tried i tried my best at like my version of a chai latte type flavor Mm -hmm. now the puer tea is different so most chais are made with black tea uh puer it's similar in like the oxidation scale but puer is actually fermented versus oxidized so some puers are actually fermented for like 30 or 40 years um the ones that i'm doing seriously yeah yeah seriously wow. and they, they they ferment them in just like into these cakes so like when i say a cake you think of <laughs> probably a, a cake like any normal human would but yeah it's i like totally lost focus he said cake and i just can't <laughs> even think straight it's it's like this big this big ass disc and like when sure. i say big ass like yeah. i mean i what is that bowling ball bowling ball it looks diameter like a, it looks like a thing of brie Brie yes. cheese. Like yeah. a frisbee. Like a frisbee. Exactly. And they ferment it. And there we go. There we go, Paul. <laughs> Dynamite drop in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it that actually the history behind like why they do it in that shape is because it was actually for functionality. They transported these things because if maybe people do know or don't know, tea was like gold back in ancient times for sure and so like it was it was very wealthy and affluent so like there was like a whole spice and tea um trade like in china and like there was like these markets and uh what like a tea road and so they would transport teas from different locations and they would make these into these discs because it was easier to transport there's some that are hockey puck shaped there are some that are donut shaped and they would, uh, with the donuts, they would like string it. So they put string like through it to transport it easier. Um, pretty wild, like pretty, pretty unique. And like, that's how a lot of people know more like what you're getting with the puer is what shape is it? Uh, and there's different names for that, but I actually don't know that very well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want a donut now. Yeah, no, cake, I know. Cake I'm, I'm saying all these words <laughs> and your mind's like immediately off tea. Just, very triggering <laughs> cake donuts like this is just rude rude of this guy bringing all this shit up um yeah yeah questions i'm just rambling no that's good how how do you uh cold brew tea mm. that's a um, you put water on the leaves and leave it that's it just that's like, it oh yeah right. it's ideally you put water on the leaves in a vessel so that the the water doesn't leave <laughs> just, Sorry, I'm just, just fucking with splashing you, ingredients <laughs> just on the spla- counter. So, just splash some water. But on. so it like doesn't need to be hot at first to like no, activate so, the leaf or anything. Just, just yeah, cold water. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, let's back it up even a little bit more. If I if I take these teas you brought, I need a container. I need to put tea in it and water, either heated or room temperature, and let it steep, let it sit, strain the water, right? Eat the tea leaves. No, strain you the can. water. People do that. Oh. That's you can't. But I, mean, I don't like fundamentally. Okay. All I need to do is apply water to loose leaf tea. Fundamentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's really and there's people do it. What's called grandpa style which is legitimately they just put the tea leaves in a cup, pour the hot water on that cup, and then they just like sieve, sieve it through their teeth. So you could do it that oh. if you're... And it's called Grandpa Style because you would do that in like a, a cardigan you got from a vintage yes. shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do have to be wearing either like overalls or, <laughs> or a cardigan. Um, you filter it through your teeth. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's, a thing. that's real strange. It is real strange. I've yeah, never done it. That's pretty cool. Um... And I don't really condone it, or do I? But I it would know. make a killer TikTok video. Just saying. I don't. People have to like zoom in on my teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got my dad's a dentist. Shout out, dad. <laughs> it's a quick left turn. You, well, you, no, it'd be a good collab between yeah, yeah. you and dad. Yeah. Hi, Al. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's he'll be reaching out to you soon, probably. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so back it up yep. like you were talking about yes fundamentally you add hot water to the leaves and you enjoy now you get snobs about mm-hmm. what temperature of mm-hmm. water what how long do you subject the leaves to that water yeah, now, i one, do this have one says five minutes at 212 fahrenheit exactly so like i do have those recommendations there for sure. people who care but fundamentally Hot. But fundamentally, hot or cold water just depends on length of time then. Like cold water, you don't want to do it and then drink it immediately. It's going to take a while for the actual infusion to happen. Sure, sure. So I like to do, if I'm going to make a cold brew, I like for instance with this immunity blend, I do like a cold brew pretty much always the night before and let it, and let it like steep in my fridge overnight. So then like a full 24 hours post jujitsu i come i drink that fill it up again and just recycle sure. that yeah. yeah let that go it's like what normal people do with like a jug of kool-aid anyway exactly yeah exactly now the thing is you, you will stir have to... it around in there or anything or you just pour put the leaves in the thing pour the water over it let it sit i let it sit yeah you, okay. you can let it sit. now it's funny that you do say that there's some mm. herbs that do um react better to agitation uh, those I, do you do you care to even know like I mean or no Herb Dean seems to handle agitation Herb, really Herb well. Dean. I don't know. <laughs> Does he though? Yeah, man, he's cool headed. Really? Okay, taking those late hits and yeah, he goes, true. "Listen, fellas, listen. We, <laughs> we won't worry about the agitated uh, <laughs> agitated herbs." Yeah, I was gonna say. I, I, this is getting. Speaking yeah. of agitated, yeah, one of my. And this isn't out of spite. This isn't anything I would hold against somebody. But one of my least favorite jujitsu roles of all time yeah. was with you. <laughs> was it when? Is it the one that you made a Facebook post about? I probably did <laughs> because it was horrific. It was like way early in my realization of my lack of cardio, and and real real early in my development of technique i.e today where i am now but yeah. certainly a year and a half ago and you just ran the fuck around me 
you know, like, and most people would move their hips and use their feet to climb and follow you and all this stuff and try to retain guard. But it was just an ass beating. But I didn't get the submission. Yeah, you did. Did I? Oh. I think I think I tapped I twice. Remember. But oh, you were just okay. you were just cowboying all around me. You know, that's fun. I mean, it was super fun, but also <laughs> fuck you, bro. Yeah, no, under, under, yeah, that uh, would. Um, yeah, no, I I think I remember that you. So you my, remember this? No, no, I do because again, I posted about you it. made a po- you yeah. made like a Facebook. You're like two things happened today. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, something about like an old man in like a target parking lot and then the other was i crawled away <laughs> hands and knees from vince lapalooza oh yeah and you dragged me back into the <laughs> oh, that's right i forgot about that part i literally was was army crawling away like oh my god this is terrible and ishmael's just laughing slash ashamed and you literally grabbed me and pulled me back to where we were on the mat yeah i blocked that part out <laughs> You literally made a Facebook post about it, so I got to bring people want to find that as uh, you know. Remember the day was that twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen? It had to be twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, yeah. Um, but the importance of that kind of stuff, like I, I make a solid mental note of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and then occasionally a public note of that kind of thing, <laughs> because then, particularly with the volume of people and just everybody's variable schedule, it can be a minute, yeah, before you roll with somebody again. When is the last time we? I'm that was it. That was the last that time. That was it. No the one, one and only time. One and so only then, time we so then, together. And Shit. so then we, you meet somebody again. Like it happened today when I was rolling. There was two or three rounds that I haven't had with people in since like 2019. Yeah. 2020, 2020 being yeah, kind of a screw up weird, for everybody, yeah. right? But then it's a huge like boost because I'll take an ass whooping next time I see you, but it's going to be dramatically different but, ass whooping. It's yeah. It's going to go way say. better, you know because yeah that that's so true because i haven't even seen you like really like our schedules are so different so it's like the very rare times i do see you like come across you it's like yeah in passing i'm leaving a class you're coming in to roll kind of right yeah yeah i I like that because it's like a long-term metric it is yeah lots of quizzes and then you get a re-exam with Mm. a different training partner yeah i like that that's uh yeah you're all about those metrics i i appreciate that like something you keep you keep talking about on on this show is about finding like those people who do who you can like measure yourself with and it's uh that's cool i can't after you said that though it's like i can't think of anybody who i do that with because i like i mean i have like the people who i really love like training with yeah and but like usually preferred training partners one thing yeah yeah and like i know it's just going to be a really good a really good uh good challenge for both of us but like the first person I ever rolled with was mm-hmm. Dave Scora, mm. because he's the type of guy that just drags white belts in, yeah. Or, you know, just encourages yeah, yeah. people or whatever. And I was a for sure big dude, so he's like, "Yeah, let's do this." And all he wanted to do was grab my sleeves, put his feet on my hips, and send me flying, just mm-hmm. to prove to himself that he could. And he did, and, he, and, and he it did. worked, right? Dave, but the the net result of today's role with him, which was I mean my third one ever, yeah, was exactly the same, but it sucked far less. That's cool. You know, yeah, and like to me, I, I think I said it to one of the guys in the locker room afterward. I'm like, today was miserable, but I moved a lot more and I responded mm. better. And it was finding I, those, I had some control over the level of miserable. Finding the little victories that's like something I don't know who said it, if it was on this podcast, someone said it, or just I've heard it in life, but like finding like the small victories in like those days of, of 
shit yeah, like the on the, shitty mat, days, yeah. the the shitty days like where it's like oh i just got submitted legitimately five times in five minutes plus maybe five more like 10 times like whatever and but it's like okay i did get a sweep like i i, I swept someone that i've been on a sweep i've been working on or right. something like that right. or, or i didn't just give up those, yeah i didn't those it, or yeah. or maybe you didn't maybe literally just technically you didn't do anything but it's like, okay, I got submitted and I just jumped right back into it. It's like I just right. kept yeah. going at it, even though I knew this next five minutes, next 10 minutes, whatever it is, is going to suck. Clearly, something's off today, but it's going to suck, but I'm not going to give up. Right. That, Huge that, victory. Mindset victory. Mindset victory. Right? Big time. Big time. Yeah, exactly. That's Jiu-Jitsu has taught me that. I mean, sports. I Actually, I'll just argue sports has taught me that. Jiu-Jitsu has fine-tuned it to something i i i yeah man i i that's like one of the fuck i I love that about jujitsu it has just become it's fine-tuned so many things in my life it's become and people say it all the time but it really does change lives in the sense of it really allows you to figure out kind of who you are i mean this if you want to get like deep into like i'm all about like getting like into all that like hippy dippy woo type shit, but it's like you're going to derive a certain sense of self from extremely stressful things, exactly. and repetitively putting yourself into a stressful scenario, right? Where a 220 pound dude has mounted you, is holding your arms over your head, and is crotch guarding you into the floor. Like, how do you handle that? You know, exactly. How do you handle anything else after that? But you can find that in other things too. I mean, it's, it, it, you can, like, I've, I've done a marathon, I've done two marathons before. Um, and while you're, you're not being like manhandled by a 220 plus pound man, like held pinned to the ground, the, the mind game is so real. Like okay. in, when you're in running too, I, and it's, I've found correlations in jujitsu and running, like when you're just fight in, in marathons you're inherently fighting against yourself yes jujitsu you're literally fighting against another human being who's also trying to simulate murder on you right. yeah so and you're also fighting yourself and you're also fighting yourself because you want to quit yeah. at times like yeah. there's times where it's like oh i'm so tired like my like muscles are legitimately cramping i'm so tired but i also don't want to die <laughs> i don't want to give up yeah. and i want to be better than i was yesterday Jiu-Jitsu is good for me in that regard because I need to account to an, at least one other person that I'm giving up mm. if mm-hmm. I give up. That's why I could never be a runner. Because <laughs> you, you, you can just stop, yeah, just you stop can moving stop. your legs in a circular motion and you don't need to do this anymore. Yeah. I'm not man enough for that shit. It's willpower right there. And having a partner forces me to deal forces with that yeah, better yeah. Than, than just me off running because I would stop immediately. You got to find a purpose then for running. If that's something that you want to do, like yeah. whatever. It's definitely not, but like yeah. pick, pick a brewery <laughs> <But> pick, <laughs> and get to the brewery and then you can stop. Yeah. Running. Yeah. You pick a destination. Yeah. Like, like I, like that, that was for me, like in the, in the running sense. Well, one, I did it for an organization and like a charity. So it's good. It was nice to have that. Yes. In the end, it was for kids with cancer. So it's like, good. Oh, this, like I can finish this ten mile run if this kid has been battling cancer since literally he's been alive. Yeah, like I can, I can do this. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm out of breath. But yeah, 
Um, so like that makes it one makes it a lot easier. But yeah, it's like picking like those like little goals and like uh, on a run. Like maybe it's like yeah, I, I want to run to that brewery. I want to earn that beer. Fuck yeah, do that. Right. I'm all about that. I want to not get choked. Yeah, bring it back to jujitsu yeah. on a jujitsu podcast. It's like sixty forty. 6040. <laughs> 6040 on topic, off topic. On topic, off topic. Something like that. Movies, you know. Still haven't seen the Mortal Kombat movie. Sorry. Did, that was a. Like from back in the day? Or did no, they, no. Did they the make back a in the day, one? great. Pristine. Did they make a new Mortal Kombat movie? Oh, I thought you. Yeah. yeah. I thought did you guys we talk about, about that? that? I don't think. Did we? I don't know. Maybe seems, not. Seems, I haven't seen it either. Seems like a TV I heard it was topic. terrible. I heard it was terrible. Yeah. I, I Oh, no. I think people were talking about it on the M Theory facebook page oh and so i just assumed it was naturally going to come up on on here but this is upsetting that we've well we got a tv here should we just watch this for the <laughs> night commentate live comment <laughs> commentation fight companion mortal Kombat fight edition mortal. fight movie companion uh i just assume that when i hear about a movie that it's going to be bad Really? Is that like every movie? No, I, and I'm wrong a lot, thankfully, because then you get to watch a good movie. But like, especially yeah. something like that where it's like clearly cashing in on a gimmick. Yeah. Like, right. didn't yeah. Uh, The Rock was in a movie they remade, like Conan? Jumanji. Jumanji. Oh. Apparently, he was, in, he was in Jumanji. And Conan? Didn't he make a Conan? Uh, like Conan the Barbarian? Yeah, like Arnold. No. Like Arnold. As if, by the way. I don't... Yeah, right. I just assume, okay, this is going to be terrible. You're all cashing in on a brand. Good for you, but I'm not going to watch it, you know? Yeah. uh, That's probably a good assumption. What'd you sip there? You kind of paused. I don't know. Yeah, because I I wanted to appreciate it. I don't know what... what, Oh, is that your first Basil Hayden? This is my first Basil Hayden. Oh, delicious. It's super delicious. So smooth. I'm all about the ice cube. I I like that. Now, you're, you're a neat... I'm into the ice cube, too. Oh, you're into the ice cube? Just not today? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, thanks, Polly. Yeah, man. This is good. I went with something low proof since it's kind of earlier in the afternoon <laughs> right now. So it's like 3.30, isn't it? I don't know. Last yeah, I, don't, time. I don't know. I don't know, man. I was... Um, yes, you are correct. I was, I, I, I was with uh, a couple guys from M3 this morning helping uh, Safe move. Shout out him. He's a he's a cool dude. Yeah. He's always wanted, been one of those roles that I've... Yeah. That's I've always... I kind of figured you were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He's... Uh, He's one of those guys, like, pretty much we've been, like, promoted at, like, the same, like, we've always been at the same level. So, he's been one of those guys I really love competing with. Because we kind of have that mentality of, like, going in, having fun, and then it's, like, we, like, grab, like, grab each other, and then it's, like, oh, it tur- it changes. <laughs> it's, like, all of a sudden, it's, like, oh, you want that grip? Nuh-uh. And then... Yeah. It turns, turns out in. that's the definition of fun is a little bit of fuck you. Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was with those guys this morning. Actually, I don't even know why I was bringing this up, but I was with those guys this morning helping him move. He got a bum knee, right? He had, he hurt his knee. Dude. So yeah, we, <laughs> I show up cause yeah, he, he unfortunately tore his like MCL and, and, uh, I think yeah, meniscus or, or something. There's a couple, think, three, things there's, there, yeah, right? there's, there's a few things there. Um, and so he's like, Hey, I need some help moving. I'm like, yeah, of course. So I helped him move, and all the other guys who showed up from M3, they're all like, oh, yeah, like I've torn my LC- my ACL. Like One guy's like, yeah, I tore my LCL. I tore my meniscus. <laughs> His brother's like, I got something going on in the knee, but I haven't gotten it checked yet because I don't want to just quite yet. And I'm like, what is up with us? Like, This is like the worst moving committee ever. Yeah. Like All of us just have bum knees at like the ripe age of 25, and 
Just, who, yeah. Who else all showed up? Shout out to them for helping yeah, out. Yeah, Max. Um, I actually don't know his like un, Undhill. Undhill. Yeah. I don't even know if that's right. I'm sorry, Max, if you're listening to this. He said he's gonna listen to it, so sorry about that, <laughs> bud. Um, <laughs> he. Uh, yeah. Shout yeah. out to him. Yeah, and young, young guy, right? Yeah. Guy, he, he's yeah. A, he's a white belt yep. as well. Just pretty new to to the gym. He said to me last week because I mentioned my only game is from Mount, mm-hmm. and that's even laughable. Let's just be honest. But he said, uh, no one can do anything to me once they mount me. That Max said that? I'm going to just throw that on the record, let a few people <laughs> oh. hear it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, just let, okay. It, let it fall the way it is. Who else was there? Uh, uh, so it was Safe, Max, uh, Abdullah, Max, or Safe's Max brother. Bolo. No, Max. Oh, yeah. This was, is this is a good there? this is a good good spot to to call to give some shit for Max to Max. <laughs> this is probably a good good little public space. Now he said he was going to be there. Oh, he did. And guess who didn't show <laughs> That's up? That's fantastic. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. So so Max, you're on the on the shit list. Um, Max Bolo, that is. And I think those are actually the only M theory guys yeah. that were there. It's good. I'm it's good to have community. And then there was there was a few of uh, safe safe buddies. Yeah, shut up. Yeah, but yeah, that was and and actually shout out. I think oh last week Safe needed some help moving his dad, and I think Colin, um, Tall Tom, mm-hmm. and Normal Tom. Wait, what do we call regular size? Regular <laughs> regular yeah. size Tom. Yeah, is that, Tom? is that the crew Medium that showed Tom? up? I, sorry, I'm I'm probably I'm probably fucking this up. But some there was like a, a good like th- no, it was um regular Tom, um. Who else did I just say? Tall Tom. Yeah, no. Who's the other guy? Colin. 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 Colin and uh, and Shivang, I think. Oh sure. Yeah. Good. I think they showed like up. Like I said, it's the value of being part of a community, and jujitsu is a exactly. great way for that. It's it, you got a bum leg. All your friends with bum legs can come help you move. Right. I hope <laughs> none of those other guys got bum legs. Today that was that was the theme. Talking about our war stories. <laughs> with pajama wrestling, sweaty, <laughs> with sweaty pajama, pajama wrestling war. Sweaty story. yoga. Pajama wrestling, yeah. yeah. You ever got hurt, Matt? I mean, you tore your pec. That's right. Yeah, it was but that was pre- not pre jiu jitsu. That, was, that yeah. was pre jiu jitsu. But you're, yeah, you're, you're uh, healthy, right? the, like two weeks before the COVID shutdown. Mm. I yeah. legitimately not one of these little floater ribs down here, mm-hmm. but like way up here close to the sternum, full blown separated a rib. Gross. Like I could feel it, like almost visualize it as it happened, and it was like an essentials class. We were just drilling Thin like, pick. like, like a half guard uh, escape kind of thing or a half guard pass, yes. and you just my rib pushed into you know his lapel or something, and just mm-hmm. and I took me an hour and a half to get off the mat because I could barely move or breathe. Yeah, it was brutal. I yes, a hundred percent, dude. The essentials classes. If I don't get a proper warm up, I swear I get hurt more in the essentials class <laughs> than than not because like like this past week we were doing uh, we were doing some like mount or we were doing Ezekiel chokes yeah, we were doing Ezekiel chokes from mount and, from mount yeah. yeah and we were so we warm up with like grip fighting it was just like a little grip fighting so like whatever that got the blood flowing but then we just go like to Ezekiel chokes and like two and two back and forth. It's pretty, you're not moving a lot. It's yeah. a lot. It's a very, so like it's tactical kind of thing. Exactly. So like I lost all my warm up, and then Ish is like, all right, now live goes <laughs> from, from like yeah. the person's mounted on you. Now I just like kind of lost my warm up of doing like 15 minutes of Ezekiel chokes. 
and I have this man mounted on me. And so I'm, and he's like the man on bot or if you're mounted, your goal is to escape man on top or woman on top is their goal is to choke or yeah, you had, you had to choke with the lapel and like my very first hip bridge to get someone off me, I pull like a muscle. I didn't even know I, that existed yeah, yeah. like right up in like the weird area. You yeah, guys, yeah. yeah. Like this area, the hip, yeah. I'm like, what is that? Like that's never happened before. <laughs> so like all week I've just been kind of like walking wanky, like all weird because of that. And I'm like, well, but the other thing, even regardless of warm up, live goes from set positions. Yeah. I'm assuming are probably amongst the most important thing you can do to develop your right. jiu-jitsu game. For sure. But also, what the <laughs> fuck, man? It's just I, spazzy. It feels ridiculous. You know, no one I, f- I feel like it's almost impossible to do what you're supposed to do from either side, but that all again, it also tells me that it's probably how you get better at that shit. Yeah. But it's just such a clunky disaster. Now, I'm a clunky disaster, so maybe that's <laughs> maybe that's it more than anything, but were you there? Was it two weeks ago when we were doing um that thing the live go where you couldn't use your hands to break somebody's posture down you had to from so you had close guard you you had close guard guard. yeah yeah and they were just trying to keep posture good luck your whole thing but they couldn't use their hands to stop themselves either right so it was just it was like the craziest ab like core but then also like your legs are tight the whole yeah. time, right? Because you're yeah, trying yeah. to like, so it was like your core and like, yeah. sh- why can't I think of your groin? hamstring? Is that your groin? Yeah, or quadriceps? Your I don't know. Either way. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hurt, man. <laughs> your legs. <laughs> your legs. But that's the thing. So think about when you get into Brian HBK and Rocco's right. close guard. For sure. And... One, you, you that's not even say you can't get out. That's a fucking fantasy. Like it's yeah, they Once let you there, out it's... and move on to something else. Yeah, but you know you have felt that like why am I? What the? Why do I keep? Because they're just controlling you with yeah. their hips and core. They're not even. They're just grip fighting. And meanwhile, you're like being face planted into mm-hmm. the mat. Yeah. So again, it's a ridiculous drill. Like it feels really hazardous, but <laughs> clearly that's the skill set. Like that's jujitsu. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, shout out to Rocco's closed guard, by the way. Oh my, I don't know. Is that a shout out or like know, what man. is? It's Same thing place, with Brian. I think that's hell. That's hell on yeah, earth. It's definitely hell. Is Rocco's closed guard? <laughs> it goes there and then immediately to a triangle, and you're like, what? What happened? <laughs> or yeah, oh. anything else he wants to do? Anything? Yeah, literally anything. Just hold you there for thirty minutes if he wanted. <laughs> terrible, but yeah, I I love like some of the drills that ish comes up with it's like all right someone's mounted on you don't use your hands their goal is to choke you defend yourself <laughs> it's like what? <laughs> what so you're like here with your neck like <laughs> moving around like yeah. using your shoulder i again i see the the benefit i get yeah, it because like yeah. i've i get it like it forces you to really like find muscles and find just movements that you never maybe thought of yeah but also what <laughs> yeah like, what's going on dude <laughs> like what's happening it's a triple chin drill just <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, yeah what was the one we same kind of thing we were working mount today in essentials class and like they had one grip and their goal was to get the second collar mm. and your goal was to stop it but you couldn't escape mount 
Oh, yeah, that's so so like so challenging. Yeah, because my you can't escape my mountain. Like, what do you get? Bro, I've been Brett. doing some squats for years. We're bridging. Yeah, let's we're do br- this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's go. But it was just continue to fight the grips. You know, you could bump and like change position. You know what I mean? But you weren't climbing out a mountain at all. It was just and, again, it, it it it's probably the heart of the skills of jujitsu, but mm-hmm. super fucking frustrating. And super moment. frustrating. Super frustrating. But I think it, yeah, like you said, that's where you. uh kind of become a better player, right? Isn't that what what's supposed to happen? I don't know. I think so. Paul, like I think Paulie would know out of all out of us too. Paulie You're the probably. one that's competed. Correct. You ever competed, Paulie? No. What? Finally somebody calling Paulie out about competition. <laughs> I, I know you're not gonna compete. <laughs> like, <laughs> I gave up on you, man. <laughs> After I saw you crawling away hands and knees. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've, it's yeah. been a minute since you did, though, right? It's been a minute. It's 2019. That IBJJF, IBJJF, that one for yeah, for sure. That was uh, that was the last one, and that did not. That one, I only had one match, and I quarter guard. Was it? It had, yeah, oh had, yeah, yeah. That's how that I lost it. Out. I couldn't get, get that foot out. I've I've learned many ways of, to get my oh, quarter, bet, to get out yeah. of quarter guard right now. Um, you were all past, and it was just like he's just pinching your foot. Like your was, heel might have been out, but he was just squeezing that foot. Squeezing that foot, like what? There was like 15 seconds on the clock. Like I just had to pass, and I was up on um, what are they called? Advantage. Uh, advantages, yeah. I was up on advantages. If I passed, it would have tied, and I would have won from the advantage. Yeah, but yeah. So like like you said, I've I've figured out ways of getting around a quarter guard <laughs> yeah, to say yeah, the least. Yeah. Um, that's been honestly the best thing about competition is. It ex it identifies the excruciatingly obvious weaknesses that right. I have, right? And it forces me to hone in on them, hone in on them for like the next like six months. Like that's what I'm doing because I'm never gonna let that happen again. Yeah. And that's that's what I found the greatest benefit of competition. Now I'm not like at the level of like Kevin, Ethan, Marcus, like those guys who find every bit or Shavang like who try to find like every competition to do, whether it's in like a back alley or like IBJJF pans. Um, I'm, I'm more just a casual competitor where I like to do it to challenge myself. Cause I still get that major anxiety of competition. Sure. It's a comfort zone thing. It's a comfort and zone. And you go and confront that game. Yeah. That's what, so, and actually after seeing the Indianapolis crew do that, it got me excited and I really wanted to do it. I'm still giving myself time just from, uh, recovering, but I, yeah, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, it's a, it's so much more for me, a mental, like just a mental challenge of like how I can confront fears and confront anxieties than it is wanting to get the gold. The gold's awesome. Like I've, I've won a tournament once, but it's like cool, fun. It makes it a lot more fun of a day than to lose. But it's more because I was able to get on the mat and actually have fun and like, yeah. do that stuff. You said recovering. Yes. From what? LCL tear. Oh yeah. You know, it's funny. You um, you've had a couple guys. I think. Uh, oh shit. I don't know. There was like a there was you had a few guys on here. And they talked about tearing their LCL. And they're like, yeah. Hayden, I think, right? Hayden, I think, was one of them. And maybe Potterbomb? And Potterbomb might have been the other. Yeah. 
and they're like oh yeah like just we just like it happened and whatever we just took a little time off and got back on the mat and i was like am i a bitch (laughs) (laughs) yeah like that thing debilitated me damn like i was (laughs) i was out like i i got so i don't know you look like you were gonna ask a question sorry no that's my normal face that's your normal face okay it's beautiful there's could be variations in the severity of, of for, the tear yeah, and for all sure. that stuff to consider too. For sure, and so like the yeah the am bags. I a bitch? <laughs> am, am I a bitch? I wake up and ask There's myself a meme that, that every means, every day. Yeah, my bitch. I'm gonna make a meme about that. <laughs> Please do. Um, yeah. So the backstory of that, I was roll and and the funny thing is, so I'll give like the full like life scenario what's going on in my life like when this happened so it's the day after i close on a house my very first house i close on it i'm amped up from that like i just got promoted to a purple belt like two weeks before so i'm like all amped up i'm like this is great life's going great (laughs) nothing can stop me i'm on top of the world (laughs) and um then i'm gonna say a class i get the advanced class and ish like separates it there's a competition coming up and he's like all right People who want to compete and train for competition go on that side of the mat. People who just want to take it easy go on this side. So I'm like, I'm going to take it easy. Like that's that's who <laughs> that's who I want to be today. So I do that, and the very first role is with Aaron Cheney. He's one of those guys I love rolling with because he beats my ass. But like, it's a good. It's like good. Like we're very competitive. Like where I get good position on him, but he always like is able to come out on top, and I love it. Um, he's like the perfect level just above me to get better. And I get caught in electric chair, which, yeah. Eye guys, roll. Universal eye roll. Yeah. Uh, and typically, I'm a, I'm a pretty, not like excruciatingly flexible, but I'm, I'm a pretty flexible dude. And when I get caught in that position, I'm like able to like almost like be do the splits like across the person who's doing it to me so like i'm like kind of just chilling there and he goes to sweep me back like to my butt and i kind of fight it and i'm able to like get this leg out because i'm like stretched out so much i'm able to get my back leg my left leg out and back step but my right leg decides to stay where it's at so it stays i get swept or i back step and as i do that just like pop 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 and aaron let's go he's like pops i'm like yeah tap and he's like you good i'm like i don't know like it doesn't hurt like i'm just and so i was just laying on the mat for a while i'm like huh well i'm gonna get off the mat because i i didn't like the sound of that yeah so i like walked off the mat i'm like kind of moving it i'm like it feels wrong something feels wrong but like doesn't hurt that bad Ish comes over. He's like, what happened? I told him. And he's like, probably tore your LCL. Like, okay. He's like, just take the, he's like, obviously sit up for the rest of the practice. I'll get you some, I'll get you a nice bag. Um, but tomorrow, if you can't move, <laughs> go get it checked. And you know, I'm you like, know that whole moving around <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and he's like, if not, he's like, basically like, you should be fine. You can come, maybe come back. Um, like next week, just take like, the weekend off. I'm like, all right, cool. So I wake up and I, when I tell you I can't bend my leg, I like fucking couldn't bend it like past like 30 degrees. So I'm like, okay. So I call up my buddy and he takes me and yeah, it ends up like, when I say a tear, like it, 
imagine like a tiny grenade went off in my LCL. (laughs) It was like shrapnel. I saw the MRI and they're like, so this is your ACL. This is your PCL. This is your MCL. See how like they're nice, strong, beautiful. This is your where your LCL was. <laughs> See these pieces? That's yeah, your, like, yeah. You could just like count. Like I'm like, oh, okay. That's why it hurts to do everything. Um so yeah, so that was so I decided to go the surgery route. And that's it was like a mental game of like, do I go surgery? Do I cause if you don't have to get surgery, don't get surgery ever. It right. sucks. Yeah, yeah. Like did you have you have you guys had surgery? Yeah. Yeah. Would you have surgery on? Have surgery I also tore my pec tendon. Oh, yeah. oh shit! We, we got you two, guys. two, but I did not. So I, I tore my MCL actually at class rolling with Bryce. When was, was that? Like three years ago. Um, but I did not need surgery for that. Mm. It was I forget like a minor tear. I don't know what they. Well, that's the thing. Like, like a great a tear is a tear, something right? or other. But a full tear. And like a, just a bone apart tear like you had is going to be different yeah. than someone else tearing a, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Tom, actually, White Belt Tom was talking about that after after one of our podcasts. He was like, he's like, not all tears are the same. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, he's for sure. like, so he's like, that's kind of correct. Like that not everybody needs surgery. He's like, but yeah, a lot of tears require surgery is what he was saying. Exactly. Yeah. Things are attached for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Right. The neck bones connected to the, you know, the et cetera. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No. And I, and I had talked with my surgeon and I'm like, all right, if I decide to not go the surgery route, like what does my future look like? And obviously he doesn't know. He's like, but he's like, based on what you got going on, he's like, there's a chance where things, scar tissue lines up perfectly and you're fine and you live life like nothing happened it's like you you recover for x number of months and you're fine it's like but the 90 percent chance is you're gonna have like arthritis in like five years and you're gonna just like hate your life and i'm like that's enough for me like i'm here for fun i'm here to to get better challenge myself i'm not here for to make money on jujitsu so it's like yeah yeah. uh, yeah for me the surgery seemed seemed the right the right route but it sucked. And eventually you're going to um, die. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Long after I do. So like, whatever. Get a surgery. Don't get a surgery. Just come back. For Just God's sake. Back. Exactly. Exactly. I was there that night. Aaron Aaron felt terrible. Did he? Yeah. Hey, like, in the locker room afterwards, like it looked like somebody kicked this dog. Oh. <laughs> it was just like. Well, it is the worst. It is. Even if it's purely incidental and you weren't being aggro, it's still like like, the worst thing ever. He's like, I don't even know. And he's like, it's a position I've seen a hundred times. Yeah. I've been in that position a hundred times. It's nothing. It's not even. He felt pretty bad, bad. Yeah. uh, I I mean, we've, I mean, we haven't really like talked about, but like, he's, I mean, we're cool. Like it's nothing. It was ever towards him. It was like, that was unfortunate. If it wasn't there, it was probably going to happen at some point. Like maybe I was just like hanging on by a thread down there because that knee was kind of messed up from the marathons I ran. So like, I was like, I don't know. Like it's, uh, yeah, it's just weird, weird yeah. shit. Kind of inevitable. Nah, I shouldn't say that people should do jujitsu because it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> After 30 minutes talking about everybody's knees are all fucked up. Give it a try. Uh, yeah. Give, you'll love yeah, it. This is the ad for M3. water's warm. Jumping. <laughs> no, it's uh. Yeah, the, and the recovery sucked. Like when I tell you, the the first like two wait was it two weeks? 
Yeah, the first two weeks, the goal was to bend to 90 degrees. Bend your knee to be able to get 90 degrees. That's about right. For when, most knee surgeries, that's kind of that initial yeah, first month or whatever. Hurdle. I, probably. And when I tell you it was the most ex- one of the most excruciating pains like to bend to force my like my girlfriend she would be like oh, god i owe her so much she she dealt with so much i i got some funny stories if you guys want you should actually say her name so yes yeah, sierra there you go i love you you're yeah. awesome you're yeah but she was she was doing the passive range of motion stuff with you she was i would like sit so i had like a a tupperware on a like a plastic bin top and so like I, that was like my slider yeah and so i would put my heel on that and then i would hold actually my jujitsu belt i would like would wrap it because they didn't want you using your hamstring so the way that the surgery works is they take a piece of your hamstring and that now is my lcl bizarre it's wild yeah, medicine is wild so, sure. and so obviously again you guys can't people listening to this they can't see but so i was told this i'm told hey, we're going to take a piece of your hamstring. That's going to be your new LCL. I'm like, cool. Hamstring's on the back of my leg. That makes sense. Whatever. I wake up from my surgery, <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> just seeing like my my grapefruit basketball-sized knee, Just and I'm looking at it and looking at all the scars, and I see only scars on like the front side of my leg, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and I'm like, Doc, you guys did it wrong. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Uh, yeah, like me not knowing anything, and I guess your hamstring, a uh, part of it, ties around yeah. or comes around to the front and connects. Right. Mate, you look like you know. Well, but there, there, there's a, a good number of muscles where the final attachment is different than what you would guess based on where the muscle is. So yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I have like this like weird like random front scar that's like on the inside of my right leg, but then I have a giant like ten inch scar on the outside of my mm. leg. That's um. I was shocked at the size of your scar when I saw that. I, was, I thought that was are. old school surgery. I was like, holy shit, man. Usually surgeries are, scars are not that big anymore, right? It depends, but though. Clearly, I don't depends know. Depends on where they got to get yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I know. And then I was like bleeding like up here. I'm like, well, what are these two dots that are bleeding? And they're like, oh, well, we stuck like a something from like the outside of your leg, like all the way through to the inside of your leg. And it popped out the side. I'm like. Did not need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, can I retract my question? (laughs) I wish he would have just been like, that little guy, I wouldn't worry about that little guy. Yeah. Sure thing, Doc. (laughs) Yeah. and I'm actually thinking of getting it like tatted. Like, I don't know what, but I thought that would be a cool thing. Like kind of accentuate because the scar is cool. I've I've grown to think it's cool. At least that's what I keep telling myself. But... (laughs) Hockey player mentality. Uh, yeah, hockey player mentality. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I like told my brother, I'm like, hey, why don't you uh, maybe design a little tattoo? Maybe maybe get it get tatted on there. See your, bro- they- your brother's got a podcast, right? He does. He hasn't been active with it too. Oh, much. really? Yeah, yeah. So, but it, I mean, if people want, he's got like it, a TikTok. Uh, following yeah. And so, all that, right? Nico, his, my brother's name is Nico Nick, whatever you want to call him. He goes by Nico mostly. Um, yeah, he, he blew up on TikTok. Yeah. Um, so he, uh, during COVID, he, yeah, he had a, he had kind of a rough 2020. Um, and he just kind of started using TikTok as a place to like vent and kind of just like, yeah. I feel like rough is kind of breezing over. 
Yeah, he was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. So he, in 2019, things started going awry in his body, and he just kind of knew something was off. Finally got, like, kind of grew the courage to get it checked because he, like, he's, like, he knew, but he didn't want to know, like, what was going on with him. Um, So figured it out, like, they blood work comes back like yeah he he got diagnosed with hodgkin's lymphoma um which is a form of like blood cancer basically um and yeah so he started chemo like early like january 2020 and covid comes out and it's like hey people in this category if you get subjected to covid you could die and it's like oh well fuck now my brother's in that category it's like and my parents are older it's like oh shit like this is like kind of getting real for me. Um, so yeah. So during that time, like I said, going back to his podcast and everything, he started using TikTok as almost like a place to, like I said, just like vent and like kind of get some, some of his thoughts, just like a public journal basically. And people took to it. Like people saw the authenticity, people related to it. Cause I mean, if people, if there's other people going through similar shit, whether it's the exact same, whether like we're all going through different paths, but similar mentalities and similar, similar shit in life. So people felt his stuff and yeah, he kind of blew up. He's got like 300,000 followers on, on TikTok now, um, decided to basically take what he was talking about. His biggest series on TikTok is things I wish I knew before 30. And he talks like, a lot about like dumb shit, like, like sex life. He talks about just confidence, just like things that a young and predominantly like what young men should know growing up. And like, he calls everyone his uh, nephew, man, woman, whatever you're his nephew. And he's uncle Nico. So that's, that's his, uh, that's his little mantra. I like that. I call everybody bro. (laughs) Regardless. That's like everyone's my. What do I, where, what's his like handle? What's the? I think it's uh, is it just? It I feel like it's changed. It could be Uncle Nico. It also could be. I should probably probably <laughs> fact check this. Yeah. Out the fanny pack. <laughs> I I didn't want to bring up the fanny pack, but if you're gonna, I don't know where my phone is. Uh, that's for the best. <laughs> probably for the best. Um. Over there. I would. No, your backpack's there. Oh, it's all good. It's probably. You can edit this part out. Yeah, we'll just add it in the show I notes. Check, but but I don't have TikTok. <laughs> yeah, what yeah, the yeah. F- is TikTok an app? <laughs> is, TikTok? Is, that, is that how it works? Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just what normal. What the fuck, dude? Normal, normal social I'm pretty media. good with social media, but he just can't keep up. But yeah. So yeah, he, he started uh, what's called the Good Wind Podcast. Good Wind. Like, that's what he always does in it, too. He goes, It's <laughs> <laughs> good. You remember it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to remember it. So yeah, yeah exactly. So, um, he started that and it's similar to his TikTok series where he just kind of talk he he shares shares feelings it's just him he just talks basically literally talks for like an hour it's kind of funny like when you think about it i i think i've been his only guest on it so far yeah and he's actually the reason i started my podcast that's right and um yeah he he, con- he convinced me that's a good a good platform and i agree it's been a lot of fun but yeah, if you're under the age of 30 and a male or female, he talks about some female stuff too. 
A lot of things can be universal too. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's mostly just about like life, life things. It's where you, like I said, it's kind of like an open journal. Shares a lot of personal stuff too. If you want to hear about like our bedwetting and growing up, (laughs) (laughs) listen to our episode. Is he, uh, is he back training jujitsu? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's training jujitsu now. Um, he was yeah. super fun to train with because I knew him before I knew you. Yeah, actually, yeah. He introduced me to M three. He he did the whole trial and error of finding the Minnesota gyms. So he moved up here before I moved up here, and he went to all the different jujitsu gyms. Kind of gave the like the week trial, tried it out, all that stuff. And then once I moved up here, he's like, "Go to M three. He's like, "M three is the place to be." Um, and there it is. Beautiful. And yeah, I, I was, I was grateful for him. Hey, Polly, did you ever do the combatives class? Uh, yes. You I did. did. Dude, I, I loved those classes. Those are fun, dude. Some, somebody, t- uh, maybe tall Tom or somebody said that like they loved the combatives and the people who did the combatives loved the combatives, but like it was that group of people. And then, like, people would come in to sort of check out this jujitsu gym and see people punching each other. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. So maybe, like, shout out to bring back the combatives class. I, I don't know. It was all, well, I think that's kind of what uh, they're doing on Saturdays over at Caitlin's now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it was, it was just Wednesday nights. Am I it was just Wednesdays. Right? Yep, yeah. Yep, I didn't was, go a lot. Like, it was I, Wednesday I it before Essential. So, like, that Wednesdays would be like wild days because it would be combatives, then Essentials. Well, Essentials wasn't Essentials. It was a little different back then. Um, so it would be combatives, then an essentials type class, and then the advanced class. So we would just stay there like basically all afternoon and just beat each other up. And it was fun. It was fun. That was, that's like when I really started to get like close with it, like Tom and Scora and Max Lundin. Shout out him. He's, a, he's one of those guys who he always beats me up. He's one of those, he's so good. Have you guys rolled with him? Yes. <laughs> I've never rolled with Max, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's the twin towers, him and Tall Tom. So yeah. it's like they're so Dude. they're leggy with long arms and good luck. Yeah, I know. I it's, rolled with Tom the other day, like second or third time ever. Yeah. Because he's just out of my league. It's just mm-hmm. like a waste of time for him almost. <laughs> and he stood up like I was sitting and he stood up like I was going to play guard and he was going to try to pass my guard, which is hilarious. Yeah, that's like but his, hip, really his hips were like five feet away. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you doing way over there? Like, sir. <laughs> what are you doing? Can no. you take a knee? Yeah, sir. It's impossible. illegal. <laughs> Foul. Two fouls. Yeah. Ridiculous. Is, I got questions about, like, the whole, like, you just kind of glaze over your um, arm wrestling experience always. And you're just it's like, oh, ju- yeah. I've, it's a jujitsu podcast. I've, well, now we're <laughs> arm on Arm wrestling a, is jujitsu. And now we're on a tea podcast. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> this, this is, is the quick transition. It's like the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did a few arm wrestling tournaments. There's a there's a really good crew of guys that train arm wrestling in Minnesota, led largely by a cat named Josh Handeland. Okay, ironically, his name is Handeland. Uh, and I trained with him a little bit. Did a few tournaments. Did okay. You know, essentially, I did like the show up to a gym, become a white belt, do a couple tournaments, get your blue belt, and leave mm. with with arm wrestling, more or less. I, sure. I did a couple in Michigan too. Maybe I'm underselling it a little bit, but. Super, super fun. Yeah. It's like isolated jujitsu. You know, you're competing against a person with a very specific set of tools. Yeah. 
You're, it, it's jujitsu, but you're ignoring 80% of the body. How yeah. About that. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's wild. Have you ever seen those slap competitions? Yeah, bro. Brutal. Why would you do that? Right. I'm like all about it on, on Instagram right now. Yeah. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. But what in the fuck? <laughs> I thought you were going to say you were all about it. I'm like, what? No. And then you, and then you followed up with on Instagram. On Instagram. Like, oh, yeah. Man. Just like, wa- no, I'm all about scrolling <laughs> and like watching it, watching videos of it. No, I would never in my, <laughs> never in my and life. And a couple that. of them are like grizzly bears. Oh, my Like that's God, a yeah. canned ham coming at you that like is a 70 st- miles an hour, bro. That's brutal. It is brutal. Yeah. It is just wild. Like, yeah. That's a that's a new martial art I think coming out soon. It's literally, we were arm wrestlers because we're standing across the table mm-hmm. at one another, and it just got really boring. Tell you what, let's, let's just slap the shit out of each other, just trade off. Yeah, that's that's wild, super mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, that's that's my my main, probably my second most obscure sport uh, pursuit. The other one would be grip competitions. Are there actual competitions? Yeah, there, there's all kinds of weird really? esoteric, you know, devices and stuff they could use. And I've, I've been back training them more and more. Just I was like, it yeah, is, I see it your is grip so training, helpful yeah. with jujitsu. It it's just fun. Like what the, I always say, what's the point of a strong back if you can't hang on to the thing? Like you right. got to be able to hang on for sure. Uh, and there's just super weird esoteric events. You know, yeah. Shout out to Joel Dirks, Joel Dirks, who uh, is putting on the competitions in Minnesota now. Nice. A little bit of strongman kind of stuff, like the axle that they use, that big thick bar that they'll pull from the floor and pop overhead. We'll use that for different stuff and whatnot. But again, I like to live life in the back pages of obscure sports Mm. quarterly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For sure. So I show people in the gym sometimes the YouTube video of you doing a Steinborn squat. Yeah. How long did it take you to master that oh that's not mastery that was me just messing around with it i've done it basically just a handful of times well um for those that's for you those just don't know you just fucked around with a 355 pound bar on your back that was oh just, is that the one where you like yeah you, you, it's on the ground it up? yeah you tilt it up vertical and you position yourself underneath it roll and you under it break and every up. vertebrae in your spine <laughs> yeah, no man no <laughs> everything's dangerous if it's outside your body's capacity for it for yeah right for sure, for sure. you know uh, but like if your body's, I've been training it again a little bit and my mobility is way different because that's a long time ago. It was like mm. almost 10 years ago, that video, you know, it's super fun, super weird and esoteric, but it's hard to train unless you're in the right kind of gym. And I've been in the right kind of gym again recently. So, uh, let's get fucking dangerous. We got the space to do it. You know, why not? I mean, you're training at a gym that specializes in spinal cord injury, so. <laughs> yeah, shout out to fit for recovery out of defiant fitness because they do amazing work yeah for sure is that is that it is or, that it i mean i i'm 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 here man oh i'm here if you're if but if hey if, if you don't want to talk to me anymore i'm cool with it. <laughs> I was I was challenged. Oh, I think they, maybe this is what I was challenged by the guys this morning um, to to break the record of the longest podcast with you. Good luck, dude. I know it's recorded or posted. Yes, both. Because <laughs> I, I, I chopped Ishmael's down 
to get to the right file size. Oh, the right we file. we yeah. talked about this, I'm you and I. panicking about that. <clears throat> yeah. I should have just done a two-part two part yeah, thing. a two-parter. But yeah, man, it was five hours. Wild. Yeah, super wild. Because, you know, Ish is, is, it doesn't always come across that way, but he's down to just chill and hang and mm-hmm. talk. Unless there's fights on. Then he's he doesn't know you're in the room. <laughs> Legitimately. We watched fights that night, and... There was 12 people hanging out, having drinks, glancing at a TV once in a while, talking yeah. to each other. And then there was Ishmael over there studying the fights, like studying. If, if you guys listen to um, John Donaher or Gordon Ryan on like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Wild. Like the John, I guess John Donaher. He was like, on the, Rogan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they were, they were both like, like one after the other, like. Um, oh gordon was on there gordon was on oh, yeah. i missed that gordon was on there it's he, he's got some like wild stuff i mean obviously just because he's like a demigod basically at jujitsu um but like just like he's got some like wild like health challenges yeah, colitis type stuff or whatever, similar like, yeah weird, he thinks it's weird. from like antibiotics that he's uh that he took for a staph infection but yeah you were tech you're talking about like ish studying these guys and like just like John Donaher, he was like talking about how they would go into class and they would do like a situational where the guy would be on someone's back or someone would have your back and you'd have to escape. And he's like, no one was escaping from like a, a specific type of back take. And he studied all night till like 3 a.m. Just this specific, like diving deep into the, the archives of fights and how people have escaped from this and then the next day they just trained that all day long and then by the end of the day they were all able to escape it and just like fucking madmen just yeah. madmen i i love yeah. it though like just yeah, totally. dedicating their lives to something like well just putting that much that that many hours into such a very specific detail in a very yeah. specific instance Exactly. You know, most people would just assume they had the right answer and it just wasn't of being applied right or something. Right. Right. But that John Donahue's he's also just weird. He wears rash guards. Constantly. If he hears that, I'm sorry, he can beat me. He <laughs> no, will no, no. Kill, kill me. <laughs> no, no. I, I would assume it's been noted on multiple formats that that cat lives in a rash guard. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's he's got like a, a, in the Gordon Ryan one. He was saying, he's like, yeah, John's got like his like date rash guards. He's got his workout rash guards. He's got his just everyday rash guards. I'm like, that's fucking weird. That's, <laughs> that's fucking weird. That is super weird. <laughs> I wanted to see, I want to see a date rash guard though. I'm yeah, very, what the fuck is a date rash guard? <laughs> I wish we could Google this. Like I, I need to see what a date rash guard for John Donher looks like. Did you guys see the video of uh, when uh, Gordon Ryan and... Uh, Andre Galvo, like when he smacked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I watched it. To me, the most entertaining yes. part of that whole thing was looking at John Donner. Yeah, yes, for like, sure. If you saw that guy, you'd be like, who is this fucking nerd <laughs> yeah. right now? You know what I mean? Like, Because jujitsu is a nerd game. It but is. The two cats in question are, are specimens. Like those are those are those are guys you well, would not choose a fight with, even if you didn't know anything about fighting. They're built, and then there's Donaher. Yes, 
looking like Professor he X. Like he just got in from collecting <laughs> the carts at Target or Walmart. He looks yeah, like right? the guy. <laughs> he looks like the guy who like finds like dead butterflies and like frames them. Yes. in, in yeah. his house. Yeah. Like notes the species. Yeah, notes the species. Exactly. His rash guard. I feel like he had jeans and then like the dad white Nikes from like. <laughs> Does he wear jeans? I think he did that. Because like I feel like jeans are not functional for fighting. I'm gonna be also and jeans like, and a rash guard are not functional <laughs> for fashion. I could be remembering this incorrectly. <laughs> Just rash guard in general is not functional for fashion. I can't picture. I can't picture like a like anybody anybody in anybody. a normal situation yeah. in a rash guard rocking a rash guard. That's super I, weird. It's, but he also you know the look on his face though in that it largely staged. I'm go. I'm gonna go ahead and you, say oh, you're saying it. largely you're stage you, situation. Right. Yeah. It got a lot of attention. It did. They got a lot of Instagram followers. I'm and sure. I mean, yeah. But like the look on his face was one of like, like a Spartan's glee. <laughs> He's just like, all right, we're gonna do this. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny that you say about the stage thing because Gordon Ryan, he's like he's said on the podcast, he's purposefully talks mad shit. Well, yeah, just to get attention and to and also because he fucking can who makes money in the ufc the people name ufc yeah. fighters yeah are, are right. they quiet people who respectfully bow to their opponents nah man it's a show everything's a show i mean gsp i feel is pretty uh i feel like he's pretty calm cool and collected sure compares bank account to <laughs> so probably kind of regard yeah, you yeah, know that's right that's right i mean i feel you but, I don't like that element. I like a GSP I mean, just quietly bow and move I'm, on. I'm all about that. That's but my style too. I get the I get the business element of it. It's but my majority. favorite fighter of all time is fucking Ric Flair. You know, so <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. <laughs> don't want to blow people's ears up with a loud woo. Thought you're gonna add something there. I thought about it, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Had that look on your face, Polly. I don't need to pontificate on it. It's a big word there. Pontification. Polly doesn't like the way his voice sounds when he's popped in on the podcast. His way he doesn't say much, but it's just silky smooth. It's, it is super good, man. It is. It's so much better than <laughs> it's, ours, it's and one we actually the better, are the hosts of a podcast. It's one of the better voices on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. Just edit out whatever we say, and strictly have Polly just doing all the. Yeah, man, you gotta. I so that was a that was a weird thing like starting the podcast. I don't know. Maybe that was more of a me thing, but like at first when I was making videos and doing the content creation type shit, I was a little self-conscious of like my voice that goes away real quick. You make like 10 videos that goes away. Yeah. Well, you've never heard it. Yeah. Or maybe you have like just in a few random videos, you've never heard yourself recorded and experienced you per other people. Mm -hmm. But that, the novelty of that goes away really, really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, I the lingering effect of hating myself even more after listening to myself for several hours to edit podcasts, that hasn't gone away. No. <laughs> but the, the disdain for what I sound like <laughs> yeah. has, has lessened. Yeah, exactly. Going back and listening to the podcasts and having to hear some of the same sentences over and over again <laughs> is 
traumatizing. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a little traumatizing. Do you listen, do you listen to your podcast? Back no, like actually, when, my, my editing style is zero editing. I'm I'm a full on just throw up whatever happened, and let the people listen. That's typically unless there's like distinct like a lot of mine are remote podcasts, so sometimes there's technical difficulties that happen then you need to like splice things together so i'll edit like i'll edit conversations like that and you can kind of pick i'm not the best editor because i don't have any training i just mess around with myself and it just you can kind of pick up on that but no i'm I'm all about just letting the conversation ride as is i did that with the last episode of this that i posted okay which was uh Max and Akila doing like a wrap up of M Theory's efforts at they were Indianapolis. Together or, yeah. Okay. And uh, the very one. first response I got, because you get messages, you know, these are people that yeah. can get revenge on you at the gym, you know? For sure. And the very first sentence I got in a message was nice editing, because I didn't edit it at all. I just let it, it go up raw, like the jibber jabbering at the start and the, yeah. you know. <laughs> So I'm all about that. I, well, I, I was Personally. getting more and more about that, but now I'm like a little, a little more self-conscious, self-conscious <laughs> again. Like, ah, maybe I better clean it up. I don't know. I, it's what you, I don't know, what you want, right? Or is it what the people want? I don't know. How do you? One I'm those, also not very successful at podcasting yeah, so far. Was, <laughs> all three of my followers. Shout out my three followers. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Mom, dad, brother. Yeah, right. <laughs> <guys>. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say one of those is probably good for business. I'm only assuming. And the other one is probably good like artistically. Yeah. Yeah. It's a creative platform. I think I can say this because I'm almost positive it's not a story. So it's funny. But uh, Max, after his the episode with him and Aquilo mm-hmm. came out, <laughs> on his story, he put a screenshot of him and Jake Baker. And he's like, tell me honestly, do I sound sexy? And Jake was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I didn't see that. It was funny. Hmm. When are you going to do Muay Thai? Did tell me what you mean by do Muay Thai. Train Muay Thai. I'm down to do that. Are you? Yeah. Go to Prodigy. When is tough. I don't, you know, I'm a different brand of busy than I ever was, but I'm busy, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Um, that shit's terrifying, though. I did a few. Shout out Prodigy. That's yeah. a great gym up there. Blaine? Um, Blaine? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Blaine. Um, I would go. I, I decided right before my injury, I wanted to experience some striking i'm like i've never i've I've grappled my whole life so i did like wrestling in high school Ah. did did that stuff yeah um and so and like yeah i was like all right i've always kind of been afraid of punching because like i'm afraid of getting punched so let's go do it let's let's go do it and obviously like in that scenario you're not it's there's no sparring it's a lot of bag work um it doesn't matter. The bag's still when you're holding <laughs> when you're holding the the forearms bag, like the forearm bags. I don't even know what they're fucking called. But when you're holding that shit and you just take a kick, it hurts and it hurts for for days. Like I, I, after and again, call me call me like a 
my forearm's a little bitch, but like it's it sucks, dude. Yeah, for sure. It's it's um, I remember so I would do that, and then they would have Muay Thai or Thai boxing for like an hour, and then they would do jujitsu like right after on like certain days, and talk about like forearm cramps and forearm like my my forearms would cramp up like just at jujitsu, so. You do like the hour and like the way like Mike Nimlos, who it would be Mike Nimlos and then Jaffe. They those are the two, uh, jiu- or uh, Muay Thai instructors up there, mm-hmm. and they they kind of have one. They have very different styles. Jaffe's a lot more laid back, just like yeah, here's the technique. You kind of do this and like, and where Mike is like regimen. Like all right, we're gonna start with like this combination good everyone's got that down now add on like these next five combinations and then like by the end of the class you're doing a full-on sequence like a dance of a muay thai striking combination it's like it's like doing a jiu-jitsu class with ish versus like zach yeah zach you've got this number of three things and this number of three things the whole thing comes together where yeah Ish is a little more free form flowy explanation yeah exactly exactly so there's just like the by the end of and so you you would be at first you would be the either the guy holding or the guy striking right and yeah like i said by the by the end of being the guy holding the bags you're just in it's a lot of like forearm bags like not many like the i don't know what i don't know what all the proper terms <laughs> I don't know there's like some that you Pads. wear like on your yeah. chest and like it's a chest pad and an yeah, arm pad chest pad yeah. and the <laughs> arm pads and the arm pads is like like i said like your your forms are just just like shredded and there was i remember there was one time i kicked and the guy didn't have like the forearm pads just right where i actually kicked his forearm nope i it hurt me nope. so bad i was like no why why am i do, why why am i doing why am i doing this, this? Am I doing this? this is stupid yeah. i can gra- I, i'll tackle you i'll take you to the mat and we can just gently choke each other out. <laughs> yeah. Where instead of like kicking each other, this is savage. Yeah. Striking is a savage sport. Totally. Definitely. The 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 sentence I always cite, well, one, you just cite like the repeated uh, kicks in like UFC fights mm-hmm. where they hit the quad and then they hit the quad mm-hmm. and they hit the quad. And people are like, what's the deal? Why is that guy struggling so much? Uh, uh, <laughs> have you ever received no, bro. any bit of, yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to walk for a month. Yeah. Uh, but there's a sentence that Caitlin said on here. Mm-hmm. She either said it on here or when I was at her gym kind of taking photos or whatever because there was this congregation group regularly of heavyweight fighters, boxers, kickboxers kind of a mishmash of stuff and they were just working different types of striking yeah but it was a chance to get a look at someone your body size and it was fighters from all different gyms in the area and she used the phrase accidental knockout power terrifying which the most terrifying phrase ever and, and it was just like i okay i definitely want to try and experience and learn some of this but i never want to be in the room with accidental knockout power and it was because they were bigger dudes so like yeah. presumably a little bit of technique applied to me, I, I would you would have theoretically, theoretically land in that group, but like yeah. I'd I'd rather not be in that group. <laughs> Just <sighs> accidental knockout power. Well that's like I think I feel like that's like what you see like in the street fights when you watch YouTube videos of like yeah. street fights like of like bigger guys, like they'll if the if you connect like yeah. to an, an unlocked jaw you're gonna knock a person out. Yeah, it's a lot of force. It's a lot of force. Like you're like I don't like 
Yeah, of course. If you're trained at all, the chances of you getting knocked out versus someone who's untrained just wildly throwing very, very slim. But like two untrained people, and like the, the bigger guy's probably gonna win just because right. of the accidental knockout power. Physics, just physics, exactly. Forces. Like it, that makes fucking sense. That's terrifying, though. Well, but yeah, in a room full of people who've been training Muay Thai for three years. It's yeah. also just means something different. It's terrifying. Oh, and that's even yeah, yeah. that's exponentially more terrifying than <laughs> sure. just a street fight, just two big dudes going at it on the street. They got Keystone in their belly. Who got Keystone? I'm a Bush Light guy. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, that's Iowa. That's Iowa for you. You're from Iowa? No, Chicago. I was, I was gonna say I thought it was Illinois. <laughs> you went to school in <laughs> I went Iowa. Went to school in Iowa. Iowa. Yeah, yeah. See, that's where you developed your booze habit. That's where. That's where I developed the the booze. I mean, Iowa, beautiful, beautiful state. I'll finish that state that that sentence. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's like you get you get there, and not much else to do but but just drink. Drinking and fighting. Drinking and fighting. You know, there, there was a good jujitsu gym. Actually, I, I meant to tell you, um, oh. you should have John Gutta. He's he was my teacher. He's say it again. John Gutta. All right, put him on. The list. I hope, hopefully, I'm uh, saying his last name right. G U T T A. Um, I, I he was such a cool like first instructor into into the sport. Like and and I don't know his record competitively, but whenever I see his posts on Facebook, he's standing on the podium like first or second, like and he competes all the fucking time. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys. He's he's such a cool, down to earth, just like a Iowa dude. And but (laughs) I like it was cool because like at the last tournament I, I competed in in 2019, he was there actually, and I unbeknownst to me he i saw him like walking around i'm like oh shit went up to him and he actually like remembered me super cool dude i was gonna say if you want to start expanding like outside of uh oh yeah totally outside the state he's, yeah. he'd be a cool i got a couple out of staters that are on the list just because i've connected with him on social media and stuff yeah but... no later <laughs> where where in iowa i will say so he is yeah he trains at or he coaches at tipping point in i believe it's cedar rapids so when i trained it was actually at the university of iowa okay that was when he was transitioning out and i think moving full-time to to tipping point so the 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 place i started was just the club university club okay sorry and now that is run by a guy named matt layton Matt's also he's a fucking spider monkey on the mat. Like I've I watched him compete at Fight to Win a, a few times, like up here in Minneapolis. The dude is his like spider like legitimately his spider guard is is wild. He's yeah, he's wild. I don't know if people know who he is, but shout out those two guys, John Gutta, Matt Layton. They were like my two they were the guys who like introduced me to jujitsu. Um, and yeah, so I think John moved to Cedar Rapids, which is like 30 minutes north of Iowa city. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Matt's now the lead instructor at the university of Iowa. So it was on campus. Yeah. Yeah. It's in That's like cool. a, the best part about like those classes is, so we would be in our gym doing jujitsu right across was another studio 
where you would have, and I don't know what the martial arts called, but it's sword fighting. And these people would be sword fighting with wooden swords. Sure. And it was awesome. Like the traditional Japanese Traditional stuff, Japanese, yeah. like, yeah. It could have been even like Aikido people. The, I, the, the little bit of Aikido I did, because that's all based on the movements, the round yes. movements of the sword or whatever. Yep. And there was weapons-related stuff where they did that. And I'm sure there's a specific name for the use of the sword, and that's what they were doing. But Yeah, it was a lot of yelling, yeah. too. Oh. Hmm. There was, there was because, like, we would, I mean. Like, why is there so much yelling in, in martial arts? Everybody calm down, you know. <laughs> it is intimidating. Yeah. It's like, why is there yelling in tennis, dude? It's intimidating. That's maximal force output. I've also heard that it, um, for the opponent, they can't hear when the ball is hit is it timing or something? yeah and it's yeah. timing i'm pretty sure there's a timing aspect of it too when you let out a grunt it f- kind of fucks up their like sense of oh was the ball just hit sure. or i don't know so that when i try bullshit. to swing around from like side mount to get an arm bar <laughs> i'm gonna start like screaming <laughs> i, I want to so hear a it... full on <laughs> matt bruce grunt <laughs> 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 that way maybe i can land an arm bar once yeah more. yeah exactly <laughs> Throwing out a submission with a full-on yell. Yes, bring, bring grunting and screaming into submission. Uh, you can't do that in IBJJF, though, because that will be a verbal tap. Verbal tap. <laughs> so You can't make... You, hold on. Any vocalization is a verbal tap? I look to you, Paulie. I don't know why. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah, I am so, not the competitor, but... like I feel like I, it, within the right context and hearing like... A, that would make some sense. That, yeah, maybe if like there's an or, inherent submission on, but like let's say we're like I'm wheeling around just, in mount and grabbing an arm and I'm going ki. That's <laughs> like not you're a, in a tap, dominant position. Bro. Yeah, come on. Clearly, you're not submitting, but I wonder if like the rule is just legitimately any verbal. Like I, I don't know because I, I don't compete, but yeah. I. I <laughs> I'm just assuming that that rule is in place for if somebody sustains an injury that like, oh, it's a good, isn't, it's a good rule. You know what I mean? You, you break, shout you break, it you break a rib, right? Yeah, like, yeah. and you say something. Yeah. It's not I've let out submission. audible I grunts before I where it's like, I could be totally wrong. I've never probably, competed. Yeah. So what do I know? Uh, I don't what know. the fuck do I know? But, yeah. <laughs> You're gonna make uh, podcast T-shirts and she's gonna say, "What the fuck do I know? <laughs> what the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, look, don't look at ask us. me. Yeah. We don't know shit here talking about stuff. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, it's a that's, it's a good rule. To me, it's a good rule. Like I said, I've I've let out audible grunts before. I go. Uh, I don't, this is not a shout out to Potterbomb. He hurt me. <laughs> me along with every with like every other human that he's ever confronted now hurt not injured correct he, emotionally yeah. he hurt me yes he like once him and uh, i have a few of people who, who just the airing me. of the grievances did we get into the airing of the grievances, the airing of the grievances. Of the... but no yeah bottom once he like dropped a knee on my head and i like let out an audible Oh, and just like I felt terrible, I'm pretty sure he actually did concuss me because like I, the that day like I like went like me and my girlfriend hanging out I'm like I don't feel right like something something's not right and um but yeah he did that and then threw on like the nastiest arm bar and I like to I like to think this is what I tell myself is that I was giving him <laughs> trouble with my I, I was playing open guard and he was trying to pass my guard and I like to think that I was giving him 
enough of a challenge where he was just pissed off. And so he decided, he's like, fuck this. I'm going to submit him. That's what I like to tell myself because I'm like, okay, I instigated him. I don't, yeah. Because after listening to him on this podcast, he's a nice dude. He's a nice guy. Yeah, dude, Pilot Bomb's awesome. Yeah, he's a, he's but, a great guy. But you got your fucking ass kicked. But, oh, he's, yeah, he's hurt me multiple times. But I mean... <laughs> But great dude, and then Marcus too. You like talk about the rib. Like this was just an accident, though. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Unless Marcus, I'm you. bringing up anyway. Yeah, I'm bringing up. Anyway. But he passed. He like passed my guard once and just dropped into like neon belly. But I think I was trying to shrimp away, and dropped the knee square into my rib, and didn't like crack or anything. But like a bruised rib for sure. For like I don't know a few weeks where it was just like hurt to laugh, hurt to cough. You know, breathe, breathe all that stuff don't hurt your ribs it's guaranteed it seems like because when, when i hurt a rib everyone came out of the woodwork like yeah been there mm-hmm. but it is the worst thing in the world like you got a bum knee don't walk on that knee <laughs> right you got you got a bum rib hey don't lay down hey don't. stop breathing <laughs> it's the worst thing in the world it's so stupid it is if i'm gonna be using this on mine you guys like to travel no travel bro yeah have you guys I, ever been anywhere I, cool, exotic? I or? would like to travel, and it's mostly motivated by my girlfriend's actual active interest in traveling. Like, I'm down to go, but I give zero fucks. Mm. Like I'm down to go. Let's go to Iceland. Let's go to Amsterdam. You know. But you don't have, like, an act. Like, you personally Were it not, not for have, her, yeah. we wouldn't go. All right. That's my stance. I'm down for a road trip. More and so than a, with a, a like, flight. and not even like the the mode, but it's mostly the experience. Like, let's stop a few places, catch a local brewery, catch a local whatever. You mm. know what I mean? To me, that's a more of. A, then again, I've never traveled internationally. You ever been? To, like, I was like, oh, I was just yeah, gonna ask yep, if you ever never. been to Ireland. No. So like, okay. I don't know, but I'm not drawn to it. You should go to Ireland. Why? Sell me on everything Ireland. that you were just saying. Is like the per- so it's basically it's the size, if not even a little smaller than Minnesota. So you spend some time, you rent a car, you spend some time there, and you just drive around. And don't you rent can- a car; you won't be sober enough to drive it. I, I rented a car. I was I'm talking to Matt now. Not talking to you. <laughs> not not talking to be sober enough to drive it. <laughs> Bro, I'm like three hundred pounds. How much are we drinking? It's I, a lot. In, in Ireland. Ireland. Have you been to Ireland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you drink, yeah, you drink a lot in Ireland. It's it, the stereotype is excruciatingly true. It's the most I've ever drank in my life. I, I'm like, I like to drink, but that made me question if I ever want to drink again. Like legit, like you, everyone has those. Like, oh, I'm never gonna drink again. That legitimately made me think I might not drink again. It ruined beer for a while. Well, but it's also a good place to to finish. Right. It is a good like place. If to you're play. gonna stop, there was some good, like probably some of the best beer I've had. Like just some, yeah, some of the best like conversations that like you never could understand because <laughs> the Irish language is legitimately, and I say the Irish language, they speak English. Yeah, the Irish language is legitimately incomprehensible. And then you add in, are you talking about Gaelic? No, or? I'm talking about English. I'm talking about the the their worst execution, their of execution oh, of I English right, I right now. Them and the Scottish, right? It's the Scott. Uh, yeah, I met a few Scottish people the there, world? and it's it's just so thick. The accent is so thick that it's you add in the alcohol too, and then it's slurred. Impossible. It legitimately is a new language, and it's it was fun. 
but it was <laughs> yeah, it was a unique. But to sell you mm-hmm. on Ireland, mm-hmm. maybe you're you're not going to be sober enough to drive. But in the mornings, like so, like my my typical routine would be, you would wake up early, relative to whatever that means to you. You'd drive to the next town or location. In the meantime, you'd stop at wherever you see whatever fancies your whatever tickles your fancy for sure and fancies your tickle fancies your tickle and you would enjoy the town and basically once you posted up at a town i mean me and my buddy we just found the nearest hostel that would take us and we and that and we would probably get to the place by like one or two p.m so then we'd have the entire day to just fuck around in this new town try out all the local breweries climb just like random castles that you can that they just have there that you just can't experience here super cool meet some local people go surfing they have a big surf culture that's something i don't yeah. know if you've done that uh no but uh i have a buddy whose dad owns one of the uh hotels the surf surf hotel out there wait in strand hill mm, i would have to or is it those are like the two big i don't know but it's it's super dope If it's in Strand Hill, Strand Hill is, I like casually fell in love with Strand Hill. It's a, it is one of underrated, you never hear of it, like Sligo and Strand Hill. I have a buddy that lived in Sligo. So I work with these guys for Beam. Yeah. So that's how I know it. So Sligo's supposed to be awesome. Amazing. We we were going to go there actually. Uh, He and I were out. So he's the, he works for Beam. He lives in Syracuse. Um, we went to Ireland together, and the following year we were supposed to go again in COVID. Hmm, yeah. um, but he was like, yeah, I'll bring you back to Sligo. It's fucking Dude. awesome. So have and you been? or Not to Sligo. Okay. Um, but then the other guy I'm talking about who whose dad has the hotel, uh, he was our Irish whiskey ambassador. So he, he actually still lives Irish here. Irish whiskey ambassador. It sounds yeah, like man. a badass title. I like that. It's a, it's an awesome job for these kids. So so he's Jerry's like twenty four. Yeah. It, it's a internship essentially through like the University of Dublin. I don't know all the inner workings of it, but these twenty four year old kids, man, they get to come here uh, for college credit and basically just talk about Irish whiskey. Amazing. It's it's slick, man. That's, it's a really cool amazing. thing for them. But he's still here. Uh, he's actually working for Kieran at the food building over okay. in Northeast. Um, but yeah, his dad like has that hotel. Nice. Yeah. I, yeah. You have to tell me what, uh, what that hotel I'll, is. After. Yeah. I'll definitely find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where have you been in Ireland? Her, for, I guess one, how many times have you been to Ireland and two, where have you been in Ireland? Uh, I think I've been there three times. Um, I think twice for work and once with Kathy and I just went, yeah, um, it's beautiful that you aren't sure on the count. I like which, that too. I'm which all is very that. on brand for the the location. <laughs> <laughs> it all meshes into one beautiful experience. Well, I, I was I was fortunate enough that I have uh, my best buddy that I grew up with. He played hockey over in Europe. Yeah, and he lived in Germany. Okay, and so we went and visited him a few times, and we went to Ireland once, and then I've been there for work. And we have a gin distillery in England. So. I've been over, I've been really lucky that I've been able to go to uh, Europe a bunch of times for either on the work tab mm-hmm. or staying for free like with my buddy who lived there you know Amazing. so I was able yeah. to just kind of so 
I don't yeah. recall the amount of time, <laughs> but, um, but anyway, when I was in Ireland, uh, it was all mostly around Dublin. Yeah. Um, I know when Kathy and I went, we did like a bus tour and, and saw a bunch of shit, but yeah, a lot we of didn't spend that, yeah. time outside of Dublin, yeah. you know, outside yeah. of the bus tour. Um, so yeah, mostly time just spent in Dublin and then touring our distilleries. So we have a distillery up in Cooley and then, uh, okay. in Kilbegan. Nice. Yeah. I would recommend to do the rental car just cause I've heard of people also doing the, uh, the bus tour. Mm-hmm. And I personally, my style of travel is get to the location. So know the, the start date and know the end date in the meantime, have no plan and just rent a car or rent like the, their mode of transportation, wherever you are locally, maybe it's a moped, maybe it's whatever. And just fucking go and just talk with the locals, like figure out what's the cool, what the cool things are. And it's, I don't know. I, I like that style. Like it's, you, you, you don't have an itinerary that you're like, Oh, well we were supposed to be doing this at this time. Like, oh, I don't care about that. I agree hundred percent. That's uh so the time Kathy and I went, we were actually in Germany, uh, visiting my buddy while he's playing hockey and we just yeah. found a cheap flight to Ireland for a couple nights. Love we it. just flew to Dublin from Germany yeah, and just kind of, that, that we were only there for like a night or two. So that's why we just kind of hung out in Dublin and did that one little bus tour. But cause then we were going back to Germany like yeah. a day or two later, but I've had multiple people recommend that style of trip for Ireland in particular. Yeah. Like you might've been one of them. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I, I was in this conversation, <laughs> but like, more than one person has said, if you ever do Ireland, do it like that. Like, yeah. know when you're going, know when you're leaving, but be free to rent a car and just mm-hmm. do what you want to do. Chris went over there for a while. Yeah, he did like, like a, solo a week or, trip something. or something. Yeah, just yeah, and he just bounced mm-hmm. around and talked to people. This is very Chris. Yeah, hit some jujitsu gyms and yeah. yeah, I didn't do that. There is in Strandhill. There was like a a vacant spot. Like so, there's this. There's a uh, spa looking right out at the Atlantic Ocean. So Sligo's on the western coast of... Uh, Sligo and Strandhill are on the western coast of Ireland. So the it's kind of a surf town, like Strandhill that is. It's kind of a surf town, and you... In it, it's a very, very small town. So there's like two or three pubs, two hostels, houses that people obviously live in in the neighborhood... And then a surf shop and a spa. And right next to the spa was a vacant spot. And I'm like, be a nice place for a jiu-jitsu gym. <laughs> it would be. I mean, you, get, you had huge windows that looked out right into the ocean right next to a spa. What better than like yeah. you go, you jiu-jitsu, you go over straight to the spa, you get some massage, you get well, a It has a very like Southern California, Brazil vibe. Exactly. Right. It was yeah. beautiful. And then like after you after you're done at the spa, you go hit up some live music at the at the pub and then you enjoy your night there and then you call it a night. That 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 sounds like a beautiful day to me. Yeah. I don't know. I thought about it. I'm like, if that spot I might have to <laughs> might have to look at it. Gonna relocate, huh? Well, not to Ireland. If I if I relocate, it's not gonna be Ireland. Where would it be? Uh, I've thought about Southeast Asia, just traveling around Southeast Asia for the tea stuff, um, traveling to different tea farms and kind of educating, like doing a proper, I guess a, a proper quote unquote education of tea, like we're like learning from the source 
And because that's like, I kind of have a decent understanding of like post harvest tea, pre harvest or like the actual growing process. I don't, I don't fucking know anything about yeah, that. Yeah. And it's, uh, and there's a lot that goes into it there that actually affects the, what you get in your cup. Like when you order a cup of tea, there's a lot that goes on, like where, like how you harvest or how you grow, I should say, how you grow, where you grow different types of soil, like all that stuff. It interests me. So I've thought about Southeast Asia um, since predominantly most tea is grown in China, Taiwan, Japan, a little bit in Vietnam, India, a little bit of Africa. Um, But I mean, shit, dude, I I could live anywhere in the world for the most part. You you don't know until you live there, right? Exactly. And I I almost picked up and did that. But then 2020 happened. I got a girlfriend. Just life kind of put a pump the brakes on that. But it's still, still in the, in the thought, in the thought process of, of doing it. And you never know. Like mm-hmm. circum- 2020 is a pretty good example of that you never know what the circumstances right. lead you to find as an option. Yeah. Right. Every time I travel somewhere, like not necessarily abroad, but just anywhere, yeah. I'm always that's like the first thought is like can I live here? Would I want to live here? Mm. That's the thing I think about the most whenever I travel. And it's always, it always tops like the last place or not the last place I was at, but like the one that's at the top of the list. I'm like, cause for a while, Costa Rica was like my favorite. I have a buddy who just moved there. And then when I went to Sweden, Sweden beat Costa Rica, but I was only in Gothenburg. So I didn't check out the rest of Sweden, but right now Sweden's at the top of my list. Ireland was there for a little while until I checked out. You ever drink any tea when you're in these places? I don't believe so. No, not okay. thinking about it. Um, maybe in Sweden, I might have. I'm trying to think. Definitely not in like Costa Rica. No, Costa Rica is not a. Not and a Costa place. Rica was like a different kind of vacation. Like when yeah, I was in coffee, Sweden, I think there. But yeah, yeah. for sure they did. Um, Sweden, I was there for my daughter's soccer tournament, so it wasn't. Okay. It was cool. Different than like an actual just vacation, but. Mm. Not off the top of my head, I can't remember. Yeah. I've been to Iowa. <laughs> like like you have. Where at yeah. where at Iowa? Des Moines. Des Moines. That's yeah. a hey, I I'm just so my girlfriend Sierra, she's from Des Moines. And um it's a I'm, bustling metropolis. It is. It's a it's a nice it's a nice little spot, you know? It's kind it's similar to one of the twin cities. Um West Des Moines, right? West Des Moines. Oh, actually, she's from East Eastern Side. It's not called East Des Moines. Clive. Clive. She's from Clive, Iowa. <laughs> Altoona, actually. No. Oh, really? There's yeah. an Altoona in Iowa? There's one there's, in Wisconsin. Too. Yeah, there's one in Wisconsin. That's right. That's right. Look That's at right. us. I know. <laughs> we're so, <laughs> we're so, so worldly. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's listening at this point. Anyway. At this, it's, yeah, it's, at the, this is stuff that you do edit out. <laughs> this is just more us conversation. Yeah. I'm a little, little tipsy, you know. A little, got some, got some whiskey. Tipsy's okay. Uh, high is not on podcasts. Yeah, that's bad. Lesson learned. Not for me. Not my style. But uh, semi recently learned that lesson that high is not the way to go. Mm, mm. I have yet to experience that. Um, Same. So well, as a host, I did I guess. as a, as a host or a guest or receiving a guest that is, uh, yeah, <laughs> under the influence of that I know of, at least. I mean, shit, maybe. I don't know. Hey, I don't care. 
long as it's a good conversation. Couldn't care less. Yeah. Could not care less. That's what I'm about. Also, it's illegal. (laughs) (laughs) I pay my taxes and I abide by the speed limits. (laughs) 45 is 45. I'm a wild man. I can't drive 55. You cannot? That's a Sammy Hagar. Is that Ted Nugent? Sammy Hagar. Hagar. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's probably a good time to wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) Big Daddy needs some dinner. What time is it? Five. No shit. Yep. Happens every time on this one. Doesn't it happen on yours where you're like, oh shit, it's tomorrow. We got to stop recording. The challenge is with my own, with this, there is no clock. With mine, since it's on a laptop, I can see. There ain't no clock for rock. (laughs) Vince, should people do jujitsu? Of course. Should they do jujitsu at M Theory if they decide they like it? Yes. Always. Should they drink tea? Yeah. Where do they get tea? Fresh Steeps soon. Fresh Steeps soon. At Fresh Steeps. Follow that and find out when you can get Vince's tea. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably going to be in the next... Next couple months, not no next next like month, two cool. months at the max. Cool, that's uh, I, know, I know where to get tea now. It's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's where I, uh, that's where I post like all. I mean, I try to do some comedic videos, some serious videos. Yeah, it's informative though. It's stuff it's I don't know. So every time I watch one, I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks to Matt and Polly for hosting today's episode. Be sure to check out the Pohada podcast on all podcast platforms and the Pohada Instagram at Pohada Photography. That's P-O-R-R-A-D-A Photography. Thanks for tuning in today, Team Ego. For more tea information, check us out on freshsteeps.com or on all social media platforms at Fresh Steeps. You are valued and appreciated. I wish you a fantastic day with lots of tea. Peace out. Peace out.